Party to the party, and we're trying something different today. I can't see Bill, he can't see me. We're recording over this thing called the internet, and we're gonna fill our pop culture holes with various pieces of media we missed the first time around. Bill, we were not alive with this various piece of media. We were completely unalive for this. This is this is literally 50 we years before my time. This is 1927. I can't remember which year specifically. This is uh, uh, Charlie Chaplin's The Gold Rush. Mm-hmm. Uh, his second major uh, yes. silent film, um, one that actually I kind of dig more than The Kid, which we did last year, which was his first major. He had been in a whole really? bunch of silent films before this, but th- this is his first like feature. Uh, well, The Kid was his first feature-length film. This is his second big uh, self-directed thing. I'm sorry, you were going to say? I, I had kind of the opposite reaction, where I think I like the kid oh, better really? than this. Oh, really? See, this has production values. They obviously spent money. There's at least a little bit of real snow in this. Where's the kid? There's not, not that there's anything wrong with the kid. There's no snow in the kid. <laughs> it's a piece of shit. Hey, kid. Oh, my also, God. You can't believe by virtue of the fact the that kid. you don't have a little kid fucking around, it's like less like, oh, there's a kid fucking around. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. <laughs> I don't know what it means either. So yeah, um, it's been a long time since I saw the kid. Well, if they, I saw it more recently, yeah, I it's might been almost exactly a year since the since the last time we talked about the kid. Um, I had meant to tackle uh, Charlie Chaplin had what what I, what I have access to his four major uh, feature films. What it's the kid, the Gold Rush, City Lights, and Modern Times are the movies I have. Maybe we'll do the Great Dictator someday. Mm. Uh, but those are the three movies I wanted to, ta- or those are the four movies of his I wanted to tackle for Tired of the Party someday. And yeah, we did the rush, uh, did yeah. the kid almost exactly a year ago. And I didn't realize it'd been a year since the last time we did one of these, so I wanted to at least uh, get started on doing his next one right now. Uh, same thing with Marx Brothers. Mark Bro- Marx Brothers have, you know, four or five major films, and we've only done one of those, so I should probably do... I think the next one will be Animal Crackers? Because we did Coconuts first, but anyway, that's yeah. neither here nor there. We're talking about Charlie Chaplin. Fucking around in the snow. It's uh, Yukon Cornelius, the early years. He's fucking... Yeah. And actually, for a movie where uh, it's supposed to be about the gold rush, <laughs> there ain't no digging. <laughs> there ain't no gold rush in this movie. It's all... It's a little bit of digging. tiny. He, he, he shovels a snow uh, sidewalk, and that's pretty much about it. But, uh, yeah, w- w- <laughs> let's, start, let's start at the beginning. Well, uh, it's this movie is dedicated to Alexander Wolcott. <laughs> An appreciation of it. Oh, we should say. I forgot. Yeah, this uh, this also. Before I read the rest of that. Yeah. Now there's there's different versions of this film. Yeah. Uh, there's the one with the title cards and whatnot, mm-hmm. and then there's the George Lucas style re-release. He really did. Yeah. Where this is... Chaplin does a voiceover yeah. and adds music. So that's the version <clears throat> you watched. I take it you. I watched that one. I watched the one with the voiceover. I take it you did the same. I, I watched both versions. I watched the, the original 19... Oh, no, okay. this movie was 1925. That's the original version of this film. I watched the original 1925 version twice, once uh, just plain, once with commentary, and then I followed up with a viewing of the 1942 version, which is the George Lucas special edition version, where he went in, cut out 12 minutes, added a bunch of music, and actually the, f- the film's being projected at a slightly different rate, too. Um... Mm. Uh, I think it's yeah. I noticed it didn't have that old timey film speed yeah. thing that a lot of. And he actually, there's a couple story points towards the end that change a little bit too. 
which actually kind of makes makes the uh, mean female lady in this movie seem less of a horrible person. But we'll we'll, we'll get there. But yeah, so I watched all three different versions. Uh, where where was the version that you watched available at? Uh, it was just on Amazon. Video. Yeah, I had the Blu-rays, which had both versions. Yeah, all of the all the footage on YouTube of this is just in garbage quality. Yeah. Both versions are pretty much, aside from like, uh, there's a, he, most of the edits, except for uh, like one or two story bits that he took out towards the end. Most of the edits were just in slight changes, to, essentially taking dead air out of some of the scenes and cutting out one or two mm. very interstitial things that really don't matter to the plot at all. So we should be pretty much on the on the same ground, despite the fact that I watched both versions. But uh, yeah, but yeah, the yeah. version that you watched, yeah, it starts with like a super uh, for for 1942 times super modern opening credits with like swelling music. And I didn't realize that yeah, was and as I was yeah that's saying, Chaplin himself doing the the, uh, the narration, voiceover yeah yeah dedicated to Alexander Wilcott in appreciation of his praise of this picture. He pulled the cigar out of his <laughs> mouth, nodded, and said, "Just a good picture there, Charlie boy." Yeah, what a what a, what a self serving little thing at the beginning of the, this goddamn movie. Um, that did not also, have. Why do the credits look like they're drunk and are shaking all over yeah, the place? It's it's a little yeah. Um. And oh, the other thing too is like the movie's also the this version of the movie's also shorter just because he's narrating what were like in the interstitial titles in the original version too. So instead of like having to you know every ten seconds when yeah. someone talks showing the dialogue, he just <laughs> which kind of creates a really weird film because it almost seems like he's in some scenes like he's like saying the dialogue as the person is saying it. So it's almost like a bad kung fu movie at mm-hmm. moments, but other times. Oh, there's some he's weird just, parts in that with that. Yeah, and also sometimes he's also just reiterating what's happening on the screen anyway, so which is kind of weird, but uh but yeah, the movie starts it's fucking Charles it starts with Chaplin. Yeah. In the Great Gold Rush, Alaska was the hope and dream of men. The ruthless siren at the far north, beckoning thousands to her icy bosom, beckoning thousands to her unknown regions. Chicook Pass was the great barrier to the gold fields. Over the past men faced untold misery and hardship, many lost their lives. Some fell by the wayside, others lost their courage and turned back, but the brave went on. Far into the north, deep into the silent nowhere, came an undaunted, lone prospector. And, and it's a fucking little tramp. It's a fucking Walking little along tramp. in some fake snow. Well, Probably asbestos. <laughs> you know what? That's actually a good point. And it's a fucking, uh, yeah, it's like they had to skin a real bear to make the bear suit that's uh, following him around. Which actually, no, I... Oh no, that's uh, an actual bear. According to the yeah, according to the commentary, that is a real fucking bear. Because uh, like I I couldn't tell at first because that bear is up on Charlie Chaplin's ass, and I'm like, who would be stupid enough to sick a wild <laughs> they real? They didn't give a shit bear? back then. I guess they just didn't give a shit. They're in asbestos snow with a real bear. Um, there's one shot yeah, later where it's obviously times. a guy in a bear suit for one shot, but. Yeah. Um, also, is does this come after the first couple establishing shots of the Chinook Pass where you, it's it's actual, yeah. like, yeah, this is, th- so I guess they did try, well, Charlie Chaplin had t- originally intended to film this movie as much as possible up in, they didn't go, like, to the Arctic or anything like that, they just went to, like, a ski lodge in, in Southern California, um, but, you know, they went to an actual mountain, and I guess they hired, what, I think they hired like 2,500 hobos from the streets of Sacramento, <laughs> hauled them up to the ski lodge, and dressed them up like prospectors. So that's what you're seeing in like the first two or three shots of the movie. And um, I guess this movie was also inspired by uh, Charlie Chaplin. He was hanging out with some friends, Mary Pickford and and uh, blah, blah, blah. And they were showing him some slides of their vacation up to the Yukon or something like that. And he was like, oh, that's amazing. I want that. That's a great idea for a film. 
And one of those slides from that presentation that he was watching uh, is essentially what he's recreating in the very first shot of the film where it's like a hobo camp and you see everyone kind of like walking up into the mountains, which almost looks like the mountains are like a matte painting, but I guess it's real because I saw some of the behind the scenes footage and that's what it looked like there. And, uh, yeah, a couple establishing shots where they spent a shitload of money on this, too, because, like, like I said, hiring, like, 2,500 people. Um, this is really shows right from the beginning how this movie had a much larger budget than uh, The Kid. Um, but then, yeah, then it immediately cuts to, um, well, I guess Charlie Chaplin, like I said, he was intending to film a lot of this movie out in the, out in the wild. Uh, but that didn't really work with his penchants for, like, taking, for doing a lot of takes and stuff. And so after, yeah. I guess, three days at the ski lodge, he was like, fuck it, we're just going to build all this on sets back in L.A. And so you get shit like this where it's obviously just like a map painting. But I guess they still got a yeah. real bear, maybe? They went to the L.A. Zoo and had him walking around like the asbestos yeah. and paper mache mountain crevice that he's walking on. <laughs> um, that's cute. I li- oh, And man. I like there's a little bit where he gets really close to the edge of the mountain and it looks like he's going to f- not even fall off, but he does like the skip slide around it. Yeah, this movie's dumb as shit. Yeah. Also, the, everybody in this is bundled up in a wool, uh, not wool, a fur uh, coat, except for Chaplin. He's still wearing the same paper-thin clothes that he always wears. That's well, that's what got me thinking about, like, because, like, uh, part of me was like, well, they obviously filmed at least a couple minutes of this out in the actual snow. Then I'm like, well, obviously all the rest of this movie's, like, either indoors or on a back lot. I'm like, they still filmed this in L.A. That must have been nasty-ass to be having to, like, Supposedly, the guy, we'll jump ahead a little bit, but there's the guy, the big fat guy in this movie, who turns out to be Chaplin's buddy, Big Jim. Um, that guy actually quit halfway through the film because he was like, I'm a big fat guy. It's already hard enough being a big fat guy without having to spend 90 degree summer days in LA dressed like a fucking Yukon prospector. And uh, they had to lure him back, yeah. but he was out of the production for a while because he was like, he went, went out. In the trivia for this movie, they, they note that he went out and shaved his beard, and they had to wait for three months for his beard to grow back and all kinds of shit like that. But, yeah, but everyone nice. really is decked out in big-ass fucking cartoon furs and shit in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh... Yeah. And Chaplin's, like, in the voiceover, and somewhere in that nowhere was another lone prospector, <laughs> and we're introduced to Big Jim, who's hammering his claim into the ground by his tent. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, and he got, Big Jim got pointy hat. He got a pointy hat. He got a very pointy furry he hat. Looks silly. He looked like a giant <laughs> fat baby with a beard. Yeah. yeah. With cheerful optimism, our little Columbus descended, then stopped, stepped, slipped, and slid. Oh, is this when Chaplin's coming down, down the mountains? This is the last bit of the actual snowy mountain you see in the hilarious. movie when he's coming down the pass and he gets, what, he gets, like, his cane stuck in the snow and shit? Yeah. Yeah, it's... I'm sure, I'm sure the 1920s people thought it was goddamn hilarious. It really It is one of those things you're oh, watching yeah. a silent film going, this is some silent film shit. Someone just, like... Falling down a mountain, and you know this is where you would actually be showing off plot, but it's not like whoa. But yeah, anyway, yeah. he pulls out a map, and the map is just east, west, north, and south drawn. On that it. is cute. Spins in a circle, goes. And there's the no, the, yeah, there, there's no like actual <sighs> map stuff. It's just the cardinal directions printed on a piece of paper, and that's it. Yep. And he walks past the grave. It says, "Here lies Jim Sourdough." On the spot, got lost in the snow Friday, 1898. I did laugh it's at the Friday, 1898 bit, because I, I don't know. Something about that just kind of cracked me up. 
Why'd you laugh at that? The fact that it's just Friday, 1898. No month or dates, just a Friday. Yeah. I guess. uh, Let's put it this way. I liked his, I liked the name Sourdough. Yeah, no, that's pretty good. I guess that was based off, I guess someone named Sourdough had written some books about the Yukon that inspired Chaplin, so I guess that was a call out to that guy. Um, But yeah. Mm. Sourdough, he did. There, in... There, in that frozen wilderness, a dream came true, and a lone voice shrieked into the solemn sky, Eureka, I found it, a mountain of gold. I and, know, because uh, you were not exaggerating with how like... this fucking Charlie Chaplin sounds, because he sounds like a cartoon, yeah. Yeah, no, I was about to say, you might think I'm putting on some cadence, but this is pretty much how Chaplin does in the voiceover. In retrospect, even more than, like the voiceover in Citizen Kane or anything like that, I almost kind of wonder when people do that shitty voiceover voice. I almost wonder if they're as much yeah. making fun of this as anything else, because this is so... Long. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. That part's it's over. The, the, the guy from earlier. Yeah. He's kneeling. Finds a gold just amongst rocks, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if well, that's, that's a thing. You don't really works, see. I guess he's got. He a, just finds it in the snow. Yeah, he's got a claim, but you really don't see much of anything. He just finds a rock in the snow. Yeah, that wasn't in the budget. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> but the elephants laughed, roared, and thundered. In that raging nowhere was a lone cabin, and another lone man, Black Larson, an unmitigated. Predatory scoundrel. You know he's evil because he's burning wanted posters of himself. He's very bad, but he's got a I dog. I like the idea that he's... No, it's all it, good. The dog is goddamn cute. I did make a specific note of the... The dog's like, I don't know what kind of breed of dog it is, but it's kind of fluffy, and it's got the super happy, stupid face where it's just got little black dot eyes. And it's tried so hard to stay mm-hmm. out of everyone's way in the couple scenes that it's in. But, yeah. Yeah. That poor puppy. And then out of the lashing storm came the little fellow to find shelter and perhaps a little hospitality. There he sat resting his weary bones as the ice wind howled through the knot hole. And then, like, it pops. He, Chaplin goes into the cabin and sits on the bed. Uh, but, uh, and when he, before he does that, uh, the evil guy leaves the cabin. Yeah, I was cabin about to say, I couldn't remember if he gets blown out of the cabin yet or if he just, for some reason, just kind of, like, sneaks out. I think he's trying to get the jump on whoever. <laughs> He think he might be getting robbed by or something like that, yeah. Uh, no, I think he just goes outside for some reason or something or like something. that. I don't recall. I'm but, surprised uh, they didn't make a bigger meal out of the fact that Chaplin comes into this seemingly abandoned uh, cabin that's, you know, with a uh, fire's lit and there's light and everything like that and the dog's there. I'm surprised he's not like, oh, you're a fellow prospector to the dog or something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but the wind blows through the knothole and blows a bunch of asbestos in his face and sends him tumbling and stuff. His hat blows off. He goes and picks it up. He finds a bone with some meat on it and chews oh, on yeah. it. Yeah, and like uh, there's the, then, it really is just a bone. It's 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 like a fucking elbow with a little bit of like elbow meat on it. And that's it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't tell what kind of animal that's supposed to be. From. It looks like something. Then, it uh, looks like a victim of the bears that they just managed to wrestle the like last bit of carcass from and used as a prop in the film. Yeah, yeah. So, but then Larson comes back in and Chaplin drops the bone. He's like, come oh, here. That's right. It is Larson. Larson. It's not Big Jim. Doing? I forgot. Okay, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And then he tells him to get out, and he opens the door, but the tramp can't leave because it's too damn windy. And this is where I kind of started to be like, eh, on uh, Chaplin's voiceover, because the guy's standing there pointing for for Chaplin to get out, and Chaplin's commentary is just going, get out, go on, get out. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Go, get out, uh, go on. 
get out. And I was like, oh, this is over and over and over again. Yeah, yeah. You think something like that, you could edit a little bit tighter or something, but no. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, And to think. uh, The wind was also giving Big Jim his troubles. Oh, that's right, because Big Jim, I'm going to let you tell it. Oh, okay. Uh, Big Jim shows up at the cabin as well. Doesn't he get, like, blown from Uh, his claim to the cabin or something like that? Because there's a storm brewing and uh, stuff. Jim goes through the front door and just straight out the back because it's kind of a straight line Mm -hmm. between them. Which begs the question why are you trying to kick the tramp out the front door and not the back door where the wind won't keep him in? That's a good point. Touche. Because at the most, the tramp's just going to get pinned against the door from all the wind and everything, yeah. Yeah. Anyhow, Larson eventually also gets blown out the back door. Tramp closes all the doors. Which, if it was so windy, he couldn't walk forward, man. <laughs> if you've ever tried to close a door and when it's windy outside, that ain't no... That, that, that yeah. impressive. It's almost like this would be a terrible that, documentary or something, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's almost like this wasn't how the gold rush worked at all. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. So, everybody's... He closes all the doors, picks the bone back up, and starts gnawing on it. Uh... But then um, Jim comes back in. Big Jim comes back inside, and uh, he sees that he's eating the bone, grabs it away from him, and starts chewing on it. And then Black Larson comes back in, tells them both to get out, grabs his gun, get out, or I'll fill you both full oh, of lead. Yeah. But they don't listen. Now, and then he's like, "Get out, the pair of you, get out, out!" And then he blasts a shotgun in the air, which startles that the shit out of the dog too. That Jim was a really tolerate. Li- I wonder if that's a live round they used on set. Who the fuck knows? Because I'm then. like, I'm sure they didn't so, have like gun safety stuff back then or anything. No. So Jim and uh, uh, Larson wrestle with the gun, and it's it's hilarious because they spend five minutes wrestling, and the entire time manage to point it wherever the tramp is goes to try to get yeah. away from it being pointed at him. Which this, oh, I'm sure the audience was on their feet cheering. According to the commentary, they were, and not only original not idea. only was the audience on their feet roaring at at the hilarity of this act. I guess this is a time honored like act from other films and even vaudeville. This is like a known gag. Like I guess this also stems from like there was a stage production once where like another comedian is being chased by a cannon that's kind of doing the same thing and. To think this is like the the the, the world famous I'm being chased by someone with a gun or a cannon bits where you're about to get shot as you're it, trying to be escape its aim, but yeah, it really makes you believe that people used to run down the street with a hoop and a stick for it fun. It is like some great. If this is the kind of shit they found entertaining, it's some fucking Grandpa Simpson shit. It really is. Like it's like I mean, not that it's not funny, <laughs> but it's like funny for like. Maybe ten seconds, and you're like, I get the guy. I see. I I see where you're. I I I hate doing oh, that because it going. has been incredibly unfair to an almost hundred year old movie. But at the same time, it is. I do feel like Bart Simpson just kind of going, man. You guys really didn't have jack shit to keep you entertained back in the day, did you? <laughs> yeah. Although really, yeah. they don't have any excuse. They had books, <laughs> but in terms of like visual yeah. medium, Jesus Christ. Anyway, but yeah. So they uh, they wrestle for a long time, and then Jim finally gets it away from from Black Larson, yeah. and he's like, "I'll stay right here, understand? Right here." And the little fellow says, "Yes, sir. He'll stay right here, understand? We'll stay right here." It's like fucking bark. 
my job. Repetitiveness this is, my, is job. my job. You know what? And it, repetitiveness is my job. I, I, I almost wonder, oh. like, in silent film, they would have people repeat stuff like that to give the audience time to maybe read the lips if they didn't want to squeeze another interstitial in there. But, yeah, when you're just reiterating what they're saying with, like, with a voiceover like this, why wouldn't you cut that down? Or at least don't just keep, keep reiterating the same piece of dialogue. You're just making this... The story that you're telling seem even older and stupider. Exactly. It's, yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. That's I. I am not so much a fan of this narrated oh, well. version of the film because it really makes, even though it's technically a shorter version of the film, it makes everything happening on screen seem that much dumber. But yeah. Yeah. Maybe maybe that's was my issue with it because, like you said, you watched the other version first. And I yeah. This the one. other version just seemed a little more so organic and elegant. Whereas, yeah, game. the voiceover it it makes you feel kind of stupid because the voiceover is so redundant for what you're seeing on the screen. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. And stay they did for days and nights. The cabin moaned and groaned. Two men walked and never talked. Hunger gnawed their bones. Is this when the house uh, is like shifting back and, and forth? Too? Make the yeah, the Augusta wind makes the whole cabin tilt to the right. It's like it's a fucking for for old times. I'm really impressed too because there's an also at the end of the film. There's another big stunt that happens with the interior of the set doing crazy shit, and I'm almost kind of wondering if they had to build yeah. two different entire versions of the set, or if they just had one version of the interior of the set that was just really um, flexible that could do all kinds of crazy shit. But yeah, the whole the whole inside of the uh, the cabin is shifting back and forth with the wind and stuff. It looks really cool. Yeah. Chaplin's sitting there with the doggy. Yeah. Oh, that dog. this is where I'm like, I, I, kind of, I worry for that doggy. <laughs> I want, cause then I must have food. Yeah. Go ahead. No, because it's ahead. the gag is so obvious that they're dying for food and they're looking for anything oh, to eat. Yeah. And the dog is right there. I am shocked. I always kind of wonder yeah. if maybe they kind of played with that and then kind of cut it out at the last minute. Um, it is the one, the, one of the few actually interesting bits in the commentary was about how this whole thing about food in the gold rush was inspired by, um, after Chaplin had seen, who was inspired to make this film with, from, you know, the, 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 the photos that his friends had shown him about their trip to the Yukon. He started reading up about, you know, uh, people getting stuck in cold places and stuff. And he read about the Donner party, which, you know, a famous story about yeah. cannibalism and stuff. And his first response about reading about the Donner Party was like, that's hilarious. I have to make that a basic part of my movie. <laughs> and so I guess he meant to have more cannibalism yeah. jokes in the movie. But all you really do get is this chicken routine that's coming up. But I do love anyone's instinct where they're like, yeah, the Donny part, Donner Party, fucking choice A material. That's funny as shit. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. So I must have food, yell Big Jim. I must have food. So Jim leaves the room with the doggy. Chaplin looks at a candle sitting on a table. He's just too hungry. He starts to eat it. It's not a very good candle because it has no wick inside. Oh, really? I didn't even notice that. And okay. Larson comes. Yeah, Larson comes up behind him. He's like, "What are you eating?" And nothing. Open your mouth, liar! It's that candle. That said, the little fellow, how revolting. Uh, so the Larson pulls a knife and is like, yeah, "If I thought you were holding out on me, I'd slit your gizzard." Big Jim comes back in. He's like, kind of like doing like the sucking on his oh, teeth yeah, thing, yeah. which makes Chaplin whistle for the dog. But the the dog's fine. And I was like, mm -hmm. oh, phew. that was a close one. Cause 
Well, because you're expecting that to be the thing coming out. You expect him to come back wearing, like, the dog as a skin or a hat with, like, a big cartoon Fred Flintstone meat bone and go, mmm, this dog was delicious or something, yeah. Yeah. So. I do like when Chaplin puts salt on on, on the candle, though. I thought that was hilarious. So, uh, back to the movie. (laughs) Jim is like, one of us must brave that storm if we're to get food. Come here, the pair of you. With cards, and the low man goes. So Jim draws a king. Chaplin draws a three. He gets all grumpy, grabs oh, his yeah. hat, ready to go. But then Larson dries, uh, draws a two. And so he got to go. And and he's taking the uh-huh. dog with him. I was like, poor dog. But I guess it's safer than leaving it with these two. But then the dog just vanishes from the I movie. Even re- Why was the dog I in the movie? Just to see- the dog had no point. Yeah. I, I, I rewound it just to see if the dog even shows up on a sled, or or even the corpse of the dog shows up on a sled later, but no. I would only assume that between this and the next scene, he just eats that fucking dog. And, like, yeah. I, I don't know. Which, granted, he's, the, he's kind of the I, closest it, thing that this movie has to a villain, I guess. So I guess, you know, it, that wouldn't be beyond his yeah. him, but yeah, who knows. But that dog, he was a cute puppy! I don't know. Yeah, and if you're gonna get rid of the dog, at least make the joke about eating it. (laughs) Come on, man. Use use every part of the buffalo. I guess. But, yeah. Yeah. So, somewhere in that nowhere, the law was looking for Black Larson. So, there's a couple cops. As cops do, they just hang out in the tent in the middle of the Arctic. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Two guys, one of them Goes outside, see Larson, there's a shootout. They're not very good lawmen, because they both get killed yeah. pretty Oh, they easily. get mowed down so... Then, man, they're the worst cops. <laughs> yeah, he then grabs their supply sled. Well, and I thought off. the result of this was going to be some kind of so, jokes about how Black Larson's eat, eat, eat that guy's, or he steals their guns and goes back to the cabin to overpower uh, Stinky and Big Jim, but no, he just kind of... Does he just does he just stay there for or does he leave? Yeah. Okay, no, he does he take. Oh, that's right, because he. Had... Okay, yeah, yeah. We'll find out what right. happens yeah. to him. Yeah. Desperate with hunger, and here it was Thanksgiving Day. Nevertheless, there was something to be thankful for. Chaplin's cooking a shoe. <laughs> Not oh, quite God. done yet. Yeah. Give it two more minutes. Come on, come on," said Big Jim. Chaplin pulls a boot out. It's still a boot. He drills some of the boot water on top of it. Walks over and sits down at the k- table with it. This is obviously not a boot anymore. It's obviously a bunch of uh, licorice yeah. made in the shape of <laughs> Although, a boot. Although, to be fair, I mean, you can see it's, this it, gag coming away. If you've ever seen a cartoon before, you know you can, you, you know every beat of this gag that's yeah. coming up. But it's pretty goddamn cute. But at the same time, as it was when I was a kid, I grew up always hearing about, you know, did you know that the shoe that Charlie Chaplin ate in the Gold Rush was actually not leather? It was made out of licorice? And looking at it, fuck, duh, it's not actually made of leather. You're gonna go back in time and slap the shit out of everybody who was so impressed by that trivia. Like, no fucking, (laughs) no, no, no. Did you know Star Wars wasn't actually filmed in space? Of course he wasn't eating a real shoe. Um, yeah. (laughs) You fucking, again, it's one of those things with old-timey people. You want to slap them for being stupid. It's like, no shit. Like, he he pulls the top off the shoe and leaves the sole on his plate. And there are a thousand two-inch-long nails in the to sole the of the shoe. That's not how shoes yeah, are to put the point together. That if, if you didn't like those 
nail should have been sticking an inch out surrounding this entire shoe before he dismantled it. I mean, that's part of the joke. And that, you know, he ends up like, I do like how he ends up (laughs) sucking from the nails like they're like small, like little bird bones or something, but. Oh, they eat the shoe and Chaplin just is mugging at the camera so hard. It annoyed me so bad. He just keeps looking right at it. Burning the lens. I, I guess this is I mean, when you come oh. from vaudeville, you're used to just looking your audience in the eye and saying, I dare you not to laugh at this shit, motherfucker. Here, look at my licorice fucking oh. shoelace. I'm going to pretend it's spaghetti. If you don't laugh, you're, yeah. a, you're a motherfucker <laughs> who I'm going to kill after the show. This is stupid. Because you can throw oh, them. You can just... I don't know if growing up and having that yeah. lauded oh, is... My God. Such a great moment in cinema just I kind guess, of I guess negated this... it for me. Yeah, I, I, I like... mean... Uh, not to bring up Star Wars too often, but I guess the licorice shoe was like the special effects equivalent of like the Death Star battle in 1927, where that was like, yeah, yeah. Oh my god. <sighs> I wonder how many people, how many kids had to get sent so, to the hospital uh, after they tried to eat a real shoe after this too. <sighs> Especially with <laughs> the depression know. coming up. After scared. yeah, you never know. Yeah. So so then that's you know. done. And after scourging the country for food, the little fellow had to admit he had seen nothing, not even a field mouse. So I guess Chaplin went out looking for food, oh, yeah. too, since Larson never returned. Uh, and since he ate his shoe, he's now got his foot all wrapped up in just a Yeah, he spends the rest of the movie like that, too, with and a giant, like, cloth foot. foot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, from the pangs of hunger, Big Jim was becoming delirious, hysterical. <laughs> oh, yeah. okay. In fact, it, he was a pay... Pain in the neck. Food! Food! He thundered. I did see. I can put I, another I, shoe I in the pot. I have to admit that while watching the dubbed version, I, I can call it whatever, the 1942 version of this film, uh, I got kind of bored and spent a lot of time just checking Twitter and writing emails while the movie was going on in the background because, you know, I'd seen them. I understand the plot, but, like, I, I think this is one yeah. of the moments where I looked up and, like, it was one of the things where the, uh, the narration was kind of acting as the actual dialogue coming out of the character's mouth, and the other, the food, food, just looked extra fucking silly. Yeah. Um, yeah. I can put another shoe in the pot. No, no, anything but that. Poor Jim, he couldn't take it. I guess that... So, Big Jim Yeah, that first shoe must have been pretty nasty. Bugs Bunny moment. Yeah, he starts to have a Bugs Bunny moment where Chaplin turns into a giant chicken. This makes Jim laugh. Uh, crazy Charles style. Schultz, not Charles Schultz, Chuck Jones. <laughs> Chuck Jones did admit that he did steal, mm. like pretty much a fever. Pretty much from our knowledge of this gag is from Looney Tunes cartoons. That they, they did admit that that all came entirely from this movie. So this this is the great granddaddy of yeah. oh I'm hungry. I think that person is a chicken. Jokes. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh... Which makes it more impressive that they actually do have a chicken costume here. It's not just, like, a drawn chicken dinner, but it's like, yeah, this is... Yeah, they bought into this joke. What's the matter? said the little fellow. I thought you were a chicken! Chaplin quickly hides a knife under his bed so Jim will stab him. And then Jim tells him to build a fire. His chaplain does that. He turns back into a chicken. Big Jim pulls out his own knife and starts chasing him. Then he grabs a gun and shoots at him. What's the matter with you, said the little fellow. Come here, my pretty bird. Don't be childish. Hey, quit it. Don't be foolish. It's me. You, said Jim. Oh, it's such a 
just a comedy <laughs> gold mine right here. I just like listening to you. It, I, it feels like I'm listening to old timey radio, just like you putting this on this one man reenactment play. Uh, I, eh, I do well, like all the bits where yeah. uh, the tramp he's like doing things that kind of make him look like a chicken too, like just just in 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 in, in profile. Yeah, it does so he's 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 accidentally and kind and of forcing the illusion of a chicken onto the onto poor Big Jim too, kind of like yeah, uh, not exactly helping himself not yeah. get killed and eaten by this crazy guy, but yeah. So so, Chaplin takes the gun in case he loses it again. Buries it in the snow yeah. outside the, the big cabin. shotgun, yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, and then chicken or no chicken, that little fellow looked appetizing to Big Jim. <laughs> so then Jim grabs an axe and chases Chaplin. Uh, Chaplin digs up the gun and keeps him at bay. And then this is the next one. <laughs> I, I it's never really. It's, there's no. Def- there's no button to the scene. It just kind of peters out. It's like, well, we came up yeah. with all the gas we could about him being a chicken, so. End of scene? Quote, question mark? And, yeah, I can't mm-hmm. believe you, uh, that scene's over. That that so, is that is Daniel. That's that, that's the perfect version of that where I guess we're done now. Out of gas? Yep. And yeah. that scene's done. So the, the next... <clears throat> excuse me. You're getting choked up about that scene. That was so something. scary. I don't know. They wake up. It's, it's so emotional. <laughs> that chicken was beautiful. <laughs> Chaplin had been keeping an eye on Big Jim by sleeping upside down with his shoes oh, on Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. Eventually, things things happen, and eventually they wrestle over the gun. Which, if Chap uh, Chaplin could have just taken the ammo out of the gun, that's a good point. And uh, Jim didn't need yeah. to know that, but uh, has you know, well, he's when not a smart uh, man. when the uh, when uh, fucking uh, Black Gene or whatever his fucking name was, the villain at the beginning, he he fires it off once, and he says there's only one round left in the gun, so there should only be one shell left in the cabin anyway. Mm. But yeah. We're overthinking it. It's a goddamn so, Charlie Chaplin's uh, Island film. We're not supposed to worry about it that much. Yeah. So, <clears throat> eventually, as they wrestle, the bear from the first part of the movie comes waddling in. It changes into a man shot. in a bear costume and a exits the terrible cabin. fucking costume! <laughs> Chap... <laughs> this is yeah. what's yielded for me. Uh, and the, the costume is so it. bad, I was like, well, this must be... This is obviously the dude in the suit, so that must have been a real bear for everything else because this looks so nasty compared to what we just saw in that in that earlier scene. Oh, yeah, yeah. And Chaplin shoots it, and then Jim runs outside to, and and the scene ends with Chaplin like setting the table and like sharpening a knife, just staring off into the distance vacantly, fucking side bustingly hilarious. Old times, man. Oof. All we had was that stick in that hoop. It. I just. I. I wish I. This is gonna sound more cynical <laughs> yeah. than I mean it to, but I, I kind of, I really, I really would like to know what is supposed to be funny in these movies and what's not. Because there's certain stuff you're like, okay, that's obviously a joke, but there's certain stuff like him sharpening the knife, like with a thousand yard stare. Is that? Supposed I mean, to be funny? sometimes this, these these things can also be refer- like a reference to a well known vaudeville routine that even if, even if that person wasn't involved in that routine, just it's some kind of piece of cultural zeitgeist that has been lost since then. That you may only find out about if you're listening yeah. to commentary, if you read some kind of vague essay written 20 years ago about this movie or something like that. But Or, it's sometimes it is just they didn't know how to make a movie, and they didn't know much about storytelling, and so a scene would just end with random-ass shit, which that's just as often as anything else. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I kind of wish I had somebody uh, sitting next to me lean over and go... That's the joke. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Otherwise, you're just, just sitting there going. It'd be nice. Uh, that is, is there a pun? 
no, I, I, oh, like no punch, no punchline. I guess. Okay, I guess this is the next scene now. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Phil. Yeah. Speaking of the next scene, Black Lawson stumbled onto Big Jim's mountain of gold. And at this point, I was like, how much time has passed? What is yeah. Larson doing out there? He's still pulling the cop sleigh around. Has he been out for there for days? Weeks? Hours? Shrugs? Presumably, I don't he stole know. the cop Fucking supplies. So that's given him the, the ability to wander around in the snow forever and get... And it's uh, happened across Big Jim's uh, fucking claim, but yeah, that's... But, but, yeah, I why we... Yeah, I don't know. For all oh, the well. impact that fucking that dude has device. on the rest of the plot of the movie, it really doesn't matter that much, but yeah. Yeah. So, then came the parting of the ways. Big Jim to his mind, our hero to his fate. Goodbye, said the little fellow. It's been a great pleasure knowing you. Also, that whole trying to eat you thing, my I, bad. Yeah, I guess you know, it's a, you just got those sweet somehow they managed to survive for a couple days. They don't even mention within the film itself. I guess the storm has subsided because they just walk out and it's less snowy than it was before. It's well, at least it's not like the blowing in their faces, so they just decide to leave. And yeah, it's kind of really anticlimactic. They're like, "Well, I guess this part of the film's yeah. over. We're going back to town separately." Yeah, mm-hmm. but but then treachery awaited Big Jim at his mountain of gold. Big Jim looked deep into the eyes of Black Lawson and saw there the soul of a skunk. I mean, what you got against skunks, motherfucker? I don't think it says that in the original version. It's just a little stinky. <laughs> yeah. Wow, yeah. You know, what a jerk. So they wrestle for a bit, but then Larson hits Jim with a shovel, shovel and then he That's gently dies? That's like the fucking face. Dies. He falls over dies. and his dies. eyes are open and glazed. You think he's dead. That's it. Yeah. Causing a maelstrom of desperate deeds, Black Larson swept onto impending doom. So then Black Larson, who we thought was going to be the main antagonist nope. of the whole movie, standing on a cliffside, and it breaks away, and he falls to, be to more his accurate, death. He is, stand- works he is not standing quick. on a cliffside. He is standing on some paper mache with some talcum powder on top. <laughs> that gets pulled by an invisible string that like a fucking blue screen version of him kind of fails to jump off and then he dies yeah <laughs> yeah that's I guess that's a more yeah. accurate description he falls off of it. the tabletop I mean it's, it's decent no actually in time. retrospect these are fucking amazing special effects this is actually some legitimately great stuff yeah. but I've seen yeah. shit in '80s movie that looks way worse. I just worse saw than Doctor this. Who last night, a brand new episode of Doctor Who, and this has special, better special effects than do- than some of the stuff in the Doctor Who. So yeah, I can't slam this movie <laughs> that hard. Yeah, yeah. And out of a dream in that frozen waste, a city grew, and humanity warmed it with living, loving, and desire. And so a city's booming. And what happened to no, the puppy? Boys, we never find out, the, though. If the puppy wasn't alive anymore now, it's definitely Goodbye, fucking puppy. Gone. You were the greatest hero mm-hmm. we, we didn't deserve. The secret hero. Georgia. And it's some lady in oh, a fur God. coat. D- d- I can't Jack remember. Was it, a oh, I guess man. there weren't the interstitials mm-hmm. in this movie, but in the original, in the t- 1925 version, every time Georgia shows up, there's n- even if no one says her name, it just had an interstitial you know, picture of the text of the word Georgia. In front of a like a beautiful painting of a flower, <laughs> it was the, just like the. Well, to be fair, yeah, she does look almost exactly like three of yeah, her. Yeah, it friends, gets a little confusing so in some crowd scenes later. It'd be yeah. Easy to confuse her with other people. So Jack was a ladies' man. George, I was quick and impulsive, proud and independent. In the 
evening, Georgia worked as a Georgia worked as a dancehall girl, and she made sure to glue one curl right to the middle of her forehead every yeah, single well, night. Superman had just wait, no, Superman wouldn't be out for another ten so, years. <clears throat> so Georgia, this was not the original casting for Georgia. I take it you read yeah. that. Yeah, it turns out Charlie Chaplin. It was supposed to be. <laughs> Charlie Chaplin's teenage lover, but he knocked her up. Twelve-year-old from his previous, and she was not able to do the phone. Charlie Chaplin, (laughs) he is consistent Uh, in his chasing of young girls. Oh my, he's a big old fucking creeper. I guess he was a genius, creative energy fueled purely by having sex with children. Oh my god. Yeah, no, yeah, so we, 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 we got irked out on that last movie in The Kid about how there's a random girl who shows up, like, in a dream of Charlie Chaplin's in that movie who's, like, an angel. Yeah. And we got freaked out about how he wound up having a relationship with her even though she was only 12, and I guess he was grooming her to be the big star of this movie. Well, yeah. to be fair, he waited till she was and 14. And claimed she was, like, 19 <laughs> in all the press releases when they started shooting this movie oh. saying, yes. Beautiful 19-year-old ingenue, blah, 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 is going to be the star of my next picture. I'm fucking this 14-year-old. You know, <laughs> he's like 32! I can even say maybe he's like 19 when, and he gets at least with, with, uh, within a decade of striking distance of each other, but no! You know, yeah, and you could say old-timey no. stuff was different, but if you are saying this girl is 19 when she's not 19... You know it you're doing be gross something nasty. It would if he was in his mid-30s and she was 19, but the fact that he's literally old enough to be that girl's daughter, but he knocks her up. Well, this is the commentary really goes into... He is old enough to be that girl's yeah. daughter. The commentary really goes into this about how... <laughs> oh, he knocked her up. <laughs> you said Char- Bill, no, you said Charlie Chaplin's old enough to be oh. that girl's daughter. I just... I'm super woke and progressive. He could be anything he wants to be. You don't put labels <laughs> on him. <laughs> Even though he's been dead for 40 yeah. years. Uh, but yeah, so I guess in the middle of getting ready for this movie, he fucked her hard enough. He fucked a baby into his 14-year-old bride <laughs> and forced her to get married yeah. to him in Mexico so the newspapers wouldn't pick up on the fact that he had this illegitimate kid. And he, I guess he, and like oh. both of them hated, hated each other after this. And then, so, of course, he was like, well, I can't have a pregnant lady as the main lady in this movie. Plus, I hate this white... I hate her now because she's locked me in this loveless pregnant marriage. Because she's she's well, gotten they, too old for me. The points out that, like, I, I guess Chaplin kept on doing this over and over again in his life. And he never blamed anyone but... A, he always blamed everyone but himself. He, like, every time he, like... Yeah, it was a just total predatory there. behavior, totally lack of uh, self-awareness. And so he totally got a crush on this girl in this movie, and he started dating this this lady. Who, who would have thought a man who talks like this constantly and all the time would be a total <laughs> exactly, douchebag? Yeah. Oh my god, he a he a butthole. And then there's he a whole a thing butthole. about how because he 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 really was hell bent on ending this movie with a kiss. Which is how this, the original 1925 version mm. of this movie ended with a kiss. Because he was macking on this new girl super hard. Essentially cheating on his pregnant 14-year-old wife with this lady. And so we'll get to that later. But this even gets nastier towards the end of this movie. Shit, man. Yeah. 
so Jack had lots of appeal for Georgia, uh, but perhaps that's why yeah. she resented him. She got some new headshots, uh, various photos of her. Jack takes one away from her and won't let her have it back. He seems like oh, Jack, quite yeah. the charmer. Jesus. Everyone in Illinois, uh, everyone but... And, oh. Well, with the way... With the way Chaplin writes, there's no gray. There's good people and there's bad people. And this guy's yeah, and actually in the original bad. version of this movie, she was just almost like... as bad as that guy, too. They softened her up in the edit for this 1942 version, but yeah, like I said, we'll get to that. Yeah, I was going to say, she, she comes dangerously close to being written like Tommy yeah, was Yeah, and so in the original version, she's more consistently like that. He, he actually softened her up a little bit in this edit. They took out a little yeah. more of a dickish, dickishness from there. But yeah, so asshole is attracted to asshole. Or I well, I know I guess I guess he's being yeah. super clammy at her and she's trying to like resist his urges a little bit. Like he doesn't at least she doesn't want to directly fuck him even though she's yeah. flirting with him and it's a whole big thing, yeah. Well, he snatches the photo of her away. She grabs a bag and is like her stares him down, but then she just throws the photo on the ground. I guess because it's torn, but they Yeah, don't it's just really yeah, it's really offhand what happens to that photo. Uh, yeah. Out of the night came the little fellow towards the dance hall. That beacon light of pleasure, that retreat of lost dreams. So, (laughs) yeah, who who would have ever thought Chaplin was a pedantic dickhead? So, he walks into the dance hall. Everybody starts to dance with each other. He stands there and watches. For like five minutes, he just stands there. This is a nice little scene where he's, I did like this about how he's kind of, he's kind of like leaning on his cane and he kind of keeps on leaning more and more and kind of like lonely. And he really does kind of like the, the actual cinematography is actually kind of nice because everyone's kind of offset from him in the distance. This smoky dance hall, everyone's yeah. freaking out and dancing and having a good time, and he's just he wants to be part of the crowd, but but it does go on for a little bit too long. You get the point within ten seconds, but it keeps on going. It's yeah, it's yeah. almost like silent films belabor and, the point all the time. It, but yeah, yeah, and then we get a joke. The is the only thing older than this movie. Is Georgia, 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 Georgia sees a dude standing behind the tramp, so she waves at him, and he thinks that she's <laughs> waving at him. This happened to me multiple it's times in my life. <laughs> so, this movie did not necessarily invent this gag. Uh, this is, this is, yeah. No, I'm saying it's older yeah. than this Which to this me movie. is even more ridiculous, because I'm a big, fat, dopey guy. You think you would be more aware that, like... How are they? Like, I'm big enough. I wonder how even anyone even sees anyone behind me. How do you even make that confusion? <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm just oh, saying. So he looks yeah. very sad. He looks very sad that she was not waving at him. His life but is. But this fresh. is the first time he lays eyes on her, right? But this kind of by. ignites the first like, oh yeah. yeah, puppy dog love a little bit though. So she walks up right next to Chaplin with another girl, and they start having a conversation. Basically, right in his face. Does he start doing high-pitched, like, girl voices? Georgia, I can't... (laughs) Georgia! Why aren't you nice to check? (laughs) She turns into Edith Bunker. I believe he really likes you, says the girl. (laughs) Yeah, I know. He likes everybody, said Georgia, quite audibly. That's an interesting way to describe (laughs) the conversation. She said it audibly. (laughs) No, it wasn't quiet at all. I'm bored with this place, she continued. I'd give it all up if I could find somebody honest and worthwhile. Don't worry, I'll find him someday. And she turned and looked and looked and looked. Chaplin is not the best writer. 
I mean, he obviously wrote good movies, but dialogue and like the actual He's scripting, a physical comedian, and he was a pretty good storyteller for that age with the technology he had. But yeah, in terms of when he starts actually, when he's in charge of actual text, it's terrible. And this is, he's, yeah. he really is special editioning his own movie here. Very George Lucas-like, where it's belaboring the points, it's information you already have, it's, it's slathering not good writing on top of stuff that benefited from not having all that belabored bad writing on top of it so yeah chaplin thinks maybe he could be that special guy someday and he finds her torn photo on the ground picks it up while some scruffy looking homeless dude <laughs> this is one of my favorite this is my favorite, ca- this is my favorite arc- character in the whole movie i made a specific him. note about him the one-legged prospector who <laughs> seems to alternate in this whole scene because it turns out he's been kind of like watching uh chaplin throughout the whole scene Alternating between either marveling at him or being like really looking freaked out at everything that's happened to Chaplin, and I can't tell which. And this is kind of the last thing where he's actually standing next to Chaplin, and I didn't notice that. Yeah, really, he's he's missing part of one of his legs, and he doesn't have quite a peg leg. He's got this weird support like tied to his mm. leg that's a fake leg or something like that. I just thought it was interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So then we see Jack sitting at a table with a bunch of ladies around him. Georgia walks away from the table that he's sitting at and he follows her uh, so he's like you were gonna dance now hey there pan out a tune I, I need to start telling people to <laughs> yeah, pan totally, out yeah. a tune you know what didn't occur to me so, and she, she starts in to- the uh, commentary they actually make mention of that ahead. these girls are supposed to be these go these girls are coded as being uh, prostitutes and I that didn't occur to me until what listening to the commentary mm. that that's te- look it is a good point like I thought they were, really were just dancing girls at the dancing hall but you never really see them put on a show and yeah. everything like that and I guess well you never really oh, see them fuck anybody so why would know. you think they're prostitutes and the, the the commentary made a big issue about how that's I guess the 70s cut of this um, movie. Charlie Chaplin's mom was a prostitute who worked in a dance hall like this and so this is some, some kind of weird either conscious or subconscious commentary about how much he wanted to fuck his own mom, I guess. Which, knowing... (laughs) Which, that's not how he worked. A little bit more His mom would have been way too old for him. But, yeah. Yeah, I was... You know what, Bill? I was gonna make that exact same joke. He probably did, like, when he was coming out of her womb, though, he probably did get one little taste of pussy on the way out, because he was that... Oh... Oh no, that's just not all. Gonna, that's a thought. I was gonna no, joke that that's all no. I was gonna joke that he that's licked his lips, lips, but no, he licked her lips on the way out. Oh. Oh no, it's it it got more no. It got more no. He got hey, all the nose. I didn't know it could I'm get more no's when it already had all the nose. Like tra- Chaplin wouldn't have said it himself. <laughs> that poo hell. So to show her either lack for of contempt. For Jack, because he wants to dance, she don't want to dance. She picked out the most deplorable-looking tramp in the dance hall. I wonder who it could be. She did. She doesn't pick the old so, one-legged guy. Which I guess if you're gonna dance, you don't want to pick the one-legged guy. No. But still, Chaplin is more deplorable Man. than that motherfucker. And judging by some of the mugs on the people on this, that's because yeah. it's pretty hard. No, I guess Chaplin. they really hired real homeless people to play all the old prospectors Ch- in this movie. So, yeah, those those people weren't acting when they were acting all the whole uh. bummed out. Yeah. <laughs> so Chaplin's a bit confused by it all, but dances with her anyhow. And uh, I don't know what it did. Did the silent or the the version with the title cards use the same? Largely, music? especially during big like scenes like this. Uh, I guess Chaplin for. 
1925 version, he had composed very specific music for, for all this stuff. And uh, he just kind of... It's a different mm. recording of the music, but a lot of the melodies are the same between uh, both cuts. Yeah. Because yeah. in this this version, it's the uh, Grand Waltz. Oh, yeah. Doesn't he also use, like, Flight of the Bumblebee dancing. later, too? There, there's some recognizable... Yeah, yeah, things in this movie that you... Yeah, exactly, yeah. Da, 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 so, uh, while he's dancing with her, his, his, his pants keep oh, drooping God, like he's yeah. got a fickle duty in it. Yes. That is it. The Garland Waltz is what it's called. Oh, okay. Sleeping Beauty. Uh, so, his pants are all droopy, he keeps trying to pull them up, and they, they just run this joke into the <laughs> ground. Uh, he saddles up to a table... Ties a rope around his waist. Turns out that rope is tied to a poor, poor, poor dog. dog. And now, why do all animals in all old-timey movies always have to look so fucking Because that's you know sad. you could be eat- Even house yeah, pets oh, could just... be eaten at any moment. <laughs> like, the dog is following him around because it's tied to his belt. And motherfuckers just the kicked the dog. Times. Fuck you, Chaplin. You just... You just went on my shit list. Granted, you were already there for the whole fucking a teenage girl thing, but now you're on an extra shit list for kicking that dog. And of all the gags in this movie, this is one of the ones where the commentary really makes a meal about how famous and how hilarious people found this specific scene to be. I'm like, you guys are a bunch of awful sons of bitches, because there's one or two kicks he gives (laughs) to that dog, where that's like kind of a real kick. I'm like, oh man, that poor dog. Yeah. That dog's just it really is just kind of sitting there going, I, I know, I just, I was promised treats, and then this, this pedophile's kicking the shit out of me. Someone called SPCA <laughs> or something. Oh my god. Oh. <laughs> oh man. Anyway. So then a stagehand throws a cat onto the set, and the dog chases it. He falls over. She laughs. Some guy cuts his rope belt. Which he could have done five minutes over. earlier, but yeah. She heads into the back. Yeah. Oh, she really could have. She heads into the back room. And Jack starts to follow her, but Chaplin blocks the door. Uh, Jack reaches up to his justice hat, and Chaplin like <laughs> shrinks down. Because oh, that's right. Yeah. Hit him. And there he stood, a dauntless cavalier guarding her sanctuary. Jack feels Chaplin's muscles. They see if he's uh, got yeah. anything on him. This is a little bit recycling way. the big bully scene yeah, in the kid a little bit, too, where it's Chaplin versus a bigger guy and making a whole I meal guess. out of, all. I'm gonna get my ass kicked and I better see how physically fit you are, and yeah. Do you know Do you know how big Chaplin was? I mean, he's a pretty <sighs> tiny little guy. There's you a know, reason he went after children only, because that's, his penis was only small. <laughs> he was child-sized <laughs> himself. Oh, that's a good question, because he does... I don't know if he just surrounded himself with dudes who were, like, predators. Because, like, time, even the ladies. One yeah. time, I was I was pouring out my Flintstones Chewables vitamins, and Charlie Chaplin tumbled <laughs> right out of there. I was like, Charlie Chaplin, what are you doing in my Flintstones Chewables Charlie vitamins? Chaplin yeah, is married to the, uh, so Charlie tiny. Chaplin is married to the Mice King. He's so tiny. Let's see. Char- Charlie <laughs> Chaplin's size. Man. Let's see what that brings up. Uh... Well, he was five five. I don't know. That's, that's yeah. shorter-ish. Let's see. Michael that's J. Fox size. That's shortish. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Uh. So. So. He pulls him out. Oh, away, Chaplin's got one inch on Michael J. Fox. Just throwing ass. that out there. Anyway. 
not. Yeah, but Char- Michael J. Fox never fucked a child. Fucked his own mom, but that's a whole different. So, uh, yeah. Too much mom fucking. <laughs> I expected different. a lot of pedophilia Chaplin, talk on this episode, but not so much mom fucking. Anyway, <laughs> not so much. Ugh. Yeah, not so much mom fucking. But uh, then uh, Jack starts to stalk Chaplin, who constantly flinches and like sends his hat flying mm-hmm. off his head. And then Jack's like, if you want to make a hit with your lady friend, you should put your hat on straight. Like this! And he pulls Tramp's hat down over his eyes. Chaplin swings a punch, a wild punch at him, but hits the beam in the middle of the room, which knocks a clock off the wall and cleans Jack's clock. I'm surprised they didn't make a joke about that on the narration or in the interstitials. And then, uh... Chaplin's reading because he said he just he reads the line. Take that, you! Ouch! <laughs> that's it. Because, <laughs> yep, that's it. I didn't. Huh? Very good. Didn't know me own strength," said the little fellow. And it's it's so weird that sometimes Chaplin feels the need to to do the yeah. said the little fellow. Like obviously, that's we can what tell I'm saying. Like you don't have them. to. You're being redundant. You he's the only it. conscious character who's actually doing anything in the scene. You could, we could just assume that he's saying the words that you could actually even lip read that he's saying. It's it's okay. Yeah, Charlie Chaplin, a little 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 too in love with the tramp there a little bit. Whereas, yeah, mm. yeah. So then we're introduced into a character that I don't know if Bill will oh, even yeah? remember. Hank Curtis's cabin was a stone's throw from the dance hall. Hank was a mining engineer who lived alone and occasionally went on long expeditions in the far north. Hank was a kind man and our hero was cold and hungry and the beans smelled good and the coffee was steaming hot. So the little fellow devised a way of I don't of think Hank gets quite so much an introduction in the silent version, though. Yeah. Yeah, he's just another bigger guy. He's just a fat that, guy that, eating beans and drinking coffee, the yeah. The tramp can con. <laughs> yeah. So the tramp lays like down in the snow. Hank finds him, carries him in, all yeah. s- stiff as a board. How does he get the and, guy's attention? And warms him up. Because the guy just like uh, looks out the window and see or something like remember. yeah, it's because it's super passive and. I think he. I, I think he was or just something like to that. Yeah, he was, he was drinking time. his coffee and looking out the window, and he goes, "Oh, there's a dude, there's there's a corpse in front of my door. I should go check it out." This is some so, pretty good physical uh, acting. Hank picks him up, makes yeah. him jog around. Well, it's the cabin. it's really good how uh this is this then, is an older fat guy. And granted, we were just talking about how small Charlie Chaplin was, but he does he lifts up Charlie Chaplin, and Charlie Chaplin's trying to be as stiff as a board because he's pretending to be frozen solid. And they actually sell that really well. It's one of the better physical yeah. gags in the whole movie. And brings him in and like yeah tries to like break out the frozen yeah. stuff in his limbs and like tries to warm him up by dancing around the fire and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and he gives him some coffee, but Chaplin makes him stop. Oh, and yeah, and he starts eating all of his food and really kind of, like, turns the tables and starts, like, really just, yeah, makes makes a meal out of it. He's eating food out of a bowl, and I'm... I'm eighty yeah. percent sure there is no food he, uh, in that yeah, bowl. Yeah, because he's making a he's literally I mean he's literally yeah. making a meal out of the food in the bowl. But like yeah, we saw that the guy was eating beans, but he's like doing this thing where he's like trying to scoop the invisible beans up onto a knife and fork and just a whole. But yeah, it's 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 broad yeah. stage acting so, really. Th- yeah, yeah, he's just basically taking advantage of this poor poor <laughs> bean eating man. 
Oh well. <laughs> you know, Mr. you know his favorite beans One were asshole. frijoles negros. I love beans every day. <laughs> He's his own little cloud. Yeah. I love this so, is this is the part of the uh, episode where I just com- drop in Brack singing the Go I Love ahead. Bean song for two minutes for absolutely no reason. Anyway. <laughs> Great Fantastic. Build. Big Jim recovered from the blow he received from Black Lawson, but he lost his memory. Is this a five second scene of Big Jim slowly lumbering <laughs> towards the camera? I think, I think it, like face. the camera gets out of focus because, you know, he's just walking towards the camera and it was really like well, I guess yeah. this is a scene. I was like, man, I hope this pays off later because there's no reason for this shit to be happening now in this movie. Yeah. Especially because Big. Yep. So Hank's partner. No, go arrived. ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. I was just going to comment on Big Jim's eyes uh-huh. being super kind of wide. He's already got kind of like weird, bright blue eyes to begin with. And like when he's acting all dazed and stuff, he looks like one of the White Walkers from Game of Thrones or something. But yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry. Go ahead. A very, a very <laughs> fat <laughs> like White he's Walker. Been... Hmm. He so. ate too many dogs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, they did eat a whole so, bear. Uh, Hank's partner arrives, both are ready. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Both are ready to leave on a long expedition. Hank's informs his partner, the little fellow's gonna look after Cabin while he's away. Goodbye, said Hank. And don't forget to feed the mule. You know that mule he's referencing. For that one three-second joke, it's going to happen Grandpa Simpson joke gag shit coming up. Yeah, where it's just like, that's a thing that you could do in a movie, I guess, that happens for no reason and has no actual inherent yeah. comic value other than that it's, like, unexpected. It's it's like the Family Guy version. It's 1927 version of Family Guy humor where here's just a random reference we could just do. Yeah. Oh, anyway. Mm-hmm. And as Hank and his partner ride away, Chaplin gets tripped on a rope. They just happen to be dragging behind their sleigh, and it is a frat, frat fall. Yeah, and it's had they not invented balls. the wah 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 so, wah yet, if if they hadn't, yeah. if they had, it would have been here. So since that night that in the dance hall, the little fellow hadn't seen Georgia, but an incident was to bring them together again. So she's having a snowball fight outside Which his cabin with looks her like friend. real snow. And I hope it's not actually asbestos. Oil. Yeah. Yeah. Because, see, people are getting whacked <laughs> in the face is. with these snowballs. So, yeah. He's pouring uh, lantern oil everywhere but inside the lantern. <laughs> you think for someone who grew up his, his in the 19th boot? century would be better at handling kerosene lanterns, but no, he's like, yeah, it's all yeah. over the place, and it drips onto his shoe. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So he hears snowballs hitting the door, so he opens it and gets some snowballs straight to his face. And there she stood, her loveliness lighting the room filling his soul with the music of romance for which he was so ill-fitted. As she introduced his fa- her friends, his heart began to sing. As they warmed up by the stove, he excused himself to get firewood. So this nosy bitch moves his pillow and notices all of his fabulous material under his pillow. I was going to say, this is the 1925 version of the, like, I'm shocked there's not her. a cum rag, because what else is he doing at, like, He's all alone in that cabin. No one else is watching. He hasn't seen another woman for, like, six months. He just spent the last, like, nine months stranded in a cabin just... with a big fat guy dressed like a bear. Yeah. yeah. God. 
Yeah, so she finds that in like a rose. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, rose there's. He had given her. Yeah, it's like a pressed flower from up. like the which was the rose that was on the, also on the floor of the dance hall in the scene earlier in the film or something like that. Yeah, and she gets all freaked out. Eh, well, she I makes this like really kind of grossed out. Well, the the, the, the edits between the two scenes might be a little bit different between the two different versions. But then th- doesn't she just turn to her friends and be like, "Hey, look at this guy jerking off to me." <laughs> yeah. And in that cabin, his secret yeah. was revealed. His love for Georgia. And the girls giggled and laughed. What an asshole. In order this lady is not cool. Pity. You know, for... Granted! <laughs> for as much as fucking Chaplin l- loves this tramp character, obviously, he sure really? likes to shit I on didn't... him. This, he's always like, the tramp didn't deserve love. He was a filthy vagrant. A homeless buffoon. A... a Dog shit, basically, well, is what I'm saying. You're, you're to not say. kidding a little bit, and there's a little Tommy Wiseau in him where it's always like also him just being made fun of by women. And, you know, you, I, I can understand him, you know, he's trying to make a sympathetic character who's always, like, you know, who's always rolling uphill trying to fight against bigger things than him and kind of unlucky in love and stuff. But it comes to a certain point where it's just like, I don't know, there, there's some kind of weird bit of autobiography of just weirdness and. Misanthropy? Misanthro- What's the word when you hate everybody in, in how he writes and performs the tramp or something? I don't know. It's it, Yeah. So, uh, they think they're going to have a little fun with him. There, in the gloaming they sat, their faces alive. Gloaming? Did they use the, the word the gloaming? His heart was singing. <laughs> gloaming? They used the gloaming word gloaming. Gloaming is a good word. What the fuck gloaming. is a Gloaming. I yeah. I've always assumed that means kind of like a light, not is quite it... glowing. Let's 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 have access to the internet. I let's would... see gloaming. Yeah, but yeah, that's very. Oh man, that's some purple not... ass writing. No, it's it's not glowing. It's it sounds like something you hear in New York. No, no, it's, <laughs> it's not glowing. glowing. It's, it's uh, means twilight and or dusk. It's glowing. So I guess it's dim lights. Well, there you go. Don't say hey, we Gloman. never t- taught you kids Gloman's nothing. Gloaming's great. beautiful. You want, your, you want your flowers to look better? Put them in the gloaming. Take a picture. Last longer. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yep. They were na- the Gloamans were the neighbors to the Moomins. Gloaming does sound like a word that, that Coach Z would invent. Oh, yeah. They're gloaming. The, the, the light's gloaming out yeah. there. Sh- gotta get out there and... Catch the last of the gloaming light. I love you, Daniel. Anyway. So, Anywho there, anyhow. whatever, yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and she fooled and flirted and stroked his hair. He knew she was only fooling, but she was, he was happy. So, I mean, hey, she may be faking it. But as so long, long as, as he's he living his, in a world of his own self-delusion, fuck. it's okay. And I'm sure dancehall girls never. Yeah, pretend well, I guess it's like supposed to be part before. of like the innocent appeal yes. of the tramp that he would not even suspect that she may, she may be fucking with him or anything. But yeah, uh, except he sa- explicitly says that <clears throat> she, he knew she was. Fooling. Yeah, they don't say that in the original version. Yeah, but then one of, her, but then one of her asshole friends comes and sits right next to the tramp and just lights a cigarette right in his fucking face. And throws a spent match on his oil-soaked foot and starts, like, just... <laughs> Do you like, my friend? Just blowing it right in his fucking face. Consider it. Yeah. Well, he so, gets back! Well, she was near him, 
holding his hand, smiling at him. Huh? What's that? Mm-hmm. No, I'm listening Keep to you. Quiet. you nice place you... Are you I'm... <laughs> the dulcet tones nice of your voice you have, have lulled me into a gloaming sleep. <laughs> no. <laughs> I hope you will invite us again. Yes. No? No. <laughs> yes! <laughs> I think our, our, we got a little bit of the lag. D- I lag. don't know. That'd be, yeah, I don't know. Hey, but you, this is what happens when we're talking from one planet to the other. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Mm-hmm. What if she were fooling? He was enjoying the warmth of her attention, and the lady was enjoying the warmth <laughs> of his chair. Because his foot's on fire right under her posterior. Her foot her foot is on fire. Is she, oh, yeah. it's hilarious. Yeah. So his foot's on fire. He, he, he puts it out in a bucket and then dumps the bucket on the chair that's on fire. Uh, uh, and then... Charlie Chaplin loves that. gags. I'm sure it was oh, hilarious. God, there's in a gag. He uses a wicker chair with the ass cut out in the kid for something, too. But yeah, he loves gags with... Wicker chairs with weak at yeah, with like I, I weak seating that. in it. Like that's his favorite thing in the world, it seems. Yeah. Yeah. And now she was leaving. The light of her loveliness would be gone, and he would be left with an emptiness to return to his bleak, lonely existence. He's quite a piece God, of shit. Yeah, the if I don't say so much. The original version doesn't have any of this Pardon. purple shit. It's just assumed that they're gonna leave and he's gonna be lonesome, but like it doesn't it's mm. not driving in it's not making such a meal out of this shit, yeah. This hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think he. Pardon yeah. me, said the little fellow, but uh, he was lost for words. Would you really like to come again? Of course, said Georgia. What do you say, girls? We'll come for new- dinner New Year's Eve, said the ladies. Very well, said Georgia. We'll come for dinner New Year's Eve. Repetitiveness <laughs> is my job. It's my job to be repetitive. Repetitiveness is my job. My job. <laughs> Fucking Chaplin can't write. Yeah. Jeez, fuck. Um, if it makes you feel any better, he only had yes. time to do this special edition of this movie because he was in the middle of, I think he was getting a divorce because he was sleeping with someone. It was just discovered like when he was putting this together that he was sleeping with someone else with his latest wife when he was... And so he got bored, and he was like, well, I guess maybe I'll just kind of do a new special edition of The Gold Rush for absolutely no reason, because no one likes me anymore, and I guess I'll just kind of chop up one of my own best-loved films, (laughs) and I guess he had nothing better to do than just kind of just write stupid shit like this while his life, personal life, was falling apart, so I don't know. It's a little weird. Anyway. So she takes his hands and leaves, like, drags her hand across his. They giggle and wackle. Then he starts freaking the fuck out, making a huge a... fucking mess of the cabin. Yeah, he has a spaz attack. And sending feathers everywhere. And fucking asshole, that's not your cabin. <laughs> that's, Hank's that's a good cabin. point. What are you. He especially destroys you, all dick? his pillows. And of course. Of course, at that moment, Georgia would forget her gloves because she comes walking back and is like, What the <laughs> Did fuck? Did your dick just explode in here? What's going on? And I. I because it is just yeah. yeah he was like oh sorry i was gonna use that glove to masturbate like the guy from little i'm Women. sorry your gloves sorry. already filled like a cow's udder with my own milk you don't you may want to set that out you want to want to wash that and let that dry 
It's so much worse when you say it out loud. I'm just picturing being fat and round, just like Mickey Mouse's glove when it's filled with water, but just, oh, don't want to smell it. (laughs) So for the... For the next few days, the little fellow hustled and shoveled in order to buy that New Year's dinner. So he knocks at somebody's door, asks them if they want their snow shoveled, and the guy inside's like, rah, 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 "Get us out of here!" And old old timey people yeah. were always so oh, this is, bad. Yeah. It's simple. Oh no, thank you. Would be fine, but they're always like, "What the fuck? You're That's asking crazy for Dylan almost doesn't pull a gun out of here." Yeah. I do like Just this backlot set of like the downtown what? city. Which, again, I thought was at least maybe this part of the movie was actually mm-hmm. filmed on location. But, yeah, no, this was all just in, in a back lot in downtown L.A. where they just kind of made up all this fake snow and everything. And so, yeah, we're in the it's it's like a street with a yeah. bunch of uh, it's in the middle of the city. So, like, yeah, it's 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 a bunch of restaurants and stores and stuff like that that were piled high with snow. Like, like, like almost no one could get in through the front doors or anything like that. So. Goes to the person's next door to that one, and it's like for a buck I'll shovel all this snow. And the guy, person inside that one's like, sure, whatever. So he shovels all that snow, but Billy shovels it in front of the guy who said he wouldn't do it. I'll walk him, walk him, yeah. And instead of charging him, instead of charging him one monies, he charges him. See, five I thought the joke monies. was eventually going to be too that like oh, the scary. and then the next guy, the second guy who he ends up having to shoot. Like, I thought he, I thought he was going to shove the snow back onto the first guy's thing, and that's how he was going to make even more money by then coming back and saying, "Oh, there was a storm. It seems mm. like your your storefront has been covered with snow again." But no, it just kind of nope. peters out and fades out, and that's the end of the scene. The well, the it's it's just the joke is he the third one he shovels it in front of is the Jake, and he just yeah. throws <laughs> that's the yeah, end of scene. Laundry. Yeah, and this is the closest we do to. This is the closest we ever see to Chaplin actually digging for anything, much less gold or snow or anything in this movie, yeah. Yeah. So, the eve of a new year. Hopes and new dreams. So he's getting shit ready for dinner. The mule comes in. (laughs) Eats some paper napkins and leaves. (laughs) Glad we set that joke up earlier. Of all the scenes you could easily cut out nothing, like... Yeah. Um, this does betray, uh, Chaplin's English roots. I didn't realize that Chaplin was actually English until this bit, because uh, it's New Year's Eve and he's got, like, the big, mm. like, party poppers that, like, that, the, the, I think the meal eats po- half of it, which yeah. they do in the UK, but they don't do in the States. And, uh, but yeah, he, the, the meal eats it and that's it and that's the end of the scene. Although I do like, uh, Chaplin has laid out a very nice... New Year's Eve meal for his girlfriend and her dipshit girlfriends. He actually did this really cool thing I thought was really cool. He laid down a newspaper placemat in the middle of the table and he cut it up to kind of make it look like a big snowflake. Which actually, if you're trying to make it look something pretty and appropriate, but like have absolutely no money and just like one piece of newspaper and a pair of scissors, that's actually, I thought that was kind of clever. I thought that was very cute. The end. When uh, I was a a wee Mm -hmm. Babby Daniel and uh, my family would do gifts. There were five children, so that was a lot of fucking gifts. My parents sure as shit were not going to spend yeah. a bunch of money on wrapping paper, so all of our gifts got wrapped. That's in I've done Sunday that before comics. myself. Yeah, that's. I actually prefer that to Unless wrapping you can... paper because then you get to read the comics. <laughs> Unless you get really, really bitching uh, wrapping. You know, I'm actually kind of surprised. 
Somebody must have sold wrapping paper that is, like, official wrapping paper, but is also the Sunday comics. Which is kind of stupid, because then you could just get the Sunday comics, but, yeah. yeah. Unless, of course, you get, like, your wrapping paper's got, like, Sally Worth on it and Kathy, yeah. and you're like, ugh. That's the thing, you, got, you have to get the Sunday comics, so it's year. the color version of everything. Like, you know, you can't just do, like, the weekly black and white shit. You need some, yeah. you need some Calvin and Hobbes. You need some fucking uh, Screaming Dinosaur and Spaceman Spiff on that uh, Christmas present. Man, I missed that. They just made me suddenly really yeah. nostalgic for that kind so, of thing. It's all... yeah. Anyway. Yeah. it's all... And now, pff, Sunday mm-hmm. papers are terrible. But anyhow, things were better in my day. Such <laughs> <laughs> an old motherfuckers here. Yeah. So it's almost eight. <laughs> and he's getting ready for her to come over anytime. So he sits down and imagines her and her friends hanging out. With stupid hats oh, that's on. right. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Jet. And there was Georgia caressing him with her <sighs> smiles and tender glasses. And the girls called for a speech, but he was too happy to speak. All that mattered was Georgia was there. To Georgia! So he muttered and stuttered and finally said, I can't make a speech, but I'll do a dance. And a dance he did with the rolls. I've never seen this before. Shit. This was pretty cool. No, this one. This is You've fucking... never seen this before. <laughs> this is oh, okay. this is the only. <laughs> you were as, this is like this right here is is Charlie Chaplin's lasting impact on the world. Is this scene at least as far from my perspective as someone who was born yeah. fit like 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 w- when he was dead? Which, but yeah, <laughs> which Fatty Arbuckle mm-hmm. did in an earlier movie. He did the same thing with the rules. Oh. and. I, I also heard that, like, when, when this premiered in, like, France or someplace, that the audience was cheering so much they had to rewind the film what? and start the scene again. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with old I, people? I, I, you know what? If you... He's got rolls on forks and is making I them kind of dance. Never, ever, I mean, if you'd never seen this before... This would, I mean, it still is, even just seeing it after a millionth time, it is still goddamn cute. I do love how it's choreographed, that he's had it, it's not just that he's doing a dance with a force, but he's got his head lowered, so he's kind of trying to create the impression that the, 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 the forks and the, and the rolls are his feet attached to kind of like his head, kind of creating like, like a dwarf on golf kind of thing going on. Yeah. It's cute. You know what, you know what would have been, you know what would have worked better, I think? Charlie Chaplin, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm me, the Luddite from the year 2017, is gonna tell you how you could have improved yeah. your timeless, hilarious skit. I think if he had tied a napkin around his neck and like had the fork sticking out from underneath, so it actually oh, I could see like that, like, like puppeteered it out from beneath body, the napkin or something. It would have made a little bit more. It wouldn't have looked quite so impromptu, like that. that that's kind of the, like, the 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 charm of the scene that it is so just off the cuff, though. But yeah, um. I, 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 it just goes, I think it, I think this, it just goes on about, it kind of stopped about 50 Yeah, this is also, this is, this is also the first time I've really just sat down and watched, the, I mean, this is the first time I've seen the film, and this is the first time I've seen the movie, uh, this is the first time I've seen this, like, specific scene whole in its entirety, and I was expecting something more to happen other than just kind of like the highlights I've seen before. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, it is very cute, but mm-hmm. then also, like, I, I found myself, Kind of laughing, not at what he's doing, but then I totally forgot. Speaking of Grandpa Simpson moments, 
what, there's an episode of The Simpsons where he does, I think Grandpa oh, yeah. Simpson does this whole routine in an episode, like, the whole, not even just, like, for a yeah, moment or two, but I, it, this this routine is short enough. I was amazed that it was so short. I think they, they yeah, it's repeated verbatim in an episode of The Simpsons, which, granted, it's, it's been a homage and a thousand other things, yeah. Benny and June to fucking, oh, I saw... Robert Downey Jr. starred in a biopic of Chaplin, and I saw a YouTube clip of that, and to be fair, we're talking about how not particularly funny this is. Seeing uh, Robert Downey Jr. trying to do this, and not nearly as well, kind of shows you how much charm Chaplin doing this did have. There is some magical secret sauce going on in this scene that is deceptively simple, but it's still, yeah, you're kind of watching going, Wow, this is one of the greatest film scenes of all time. It's like, mm-hmm, yeah. You know, yeah, <clears throat> it's fine, but it just drives home the point that old-timey people were It is some caveman-ass shit! JJ, this doesn't have anything. to be in a movie. This is something your uncle would do at Thanksgiving dinner, and there's no reason this... Uh, yeah. <laughs> this, this moment smells like Ben Gay and dentures. <laughs> oh my god i you know Ugh. what yeah this is well. so that's that scene ends he does a little bow with it and everybody it's all the audiences across yeah. the world oh my joke here oh so she's at the dance hall so you okay oh, this is the, uh, the one of the big edits in the film it happens here too the 1942 edit of this film <laughs> i can't even read it oh my god the 1942 edit of this film cuts the torrential flood of pussy juice that destroyed the set after Chaplin did the famous bread roll dance fork thingy. Because <laughs> the girls are just enraptured by this. They're like ready to like, they're making dick sucking sounds like yeah. off camera while he's doing it. It's just, yeah. <coughs> Oh shit! Uh, they, I mean, he does get like a round man. of applause. Everyone's in love with him. He's he's just so, but, won the day. Well, I forgot. Well, it's this also is, his imagination. I, I, I until talking about it now, I totally I forgot this. This doesn't happen canonically within the film. This is a dream sequence. But yeah. Oh shit! Yeah. He's just <laughs> sleeping on a table, and she's at the dance hall. Yeah, it is really yeah. And shit. He wakes up to the sounds of uh, people singing, should yeah. old acquaintance be forgot. And I'm sure this scene was fucking awesome without oh. sound. <laughs> Just a bunch of people standing around going, bah, 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 bah. <laughs> They did cut a lot of, uh, out of this out because so, they actually, they do yeah, actually have the, the singing hall, of Old Lang's Super yeah. Hype. Well, they actually do the have this. In the midst of all the reverie, the vague memory of a promise crept into Georgia's mind. Let's go up and visit the little fellow, she said. And I guess it's I guess point, so, yeah. They've magically just become friends. a couple, yeah. Uh, so they leave. But he nodded the cabin. He's moping around. We'll have some fun with him, said Jack. We'll send Georgia in first, then give him a scare. Pulls out a gun. It's a fucking funny joke they're gonna do. He's gonna <laughs> pretend to shoot <laughs> These that. These guys man. are it's assholes. Hilarious. About the old Lang sign, in the original version, uh, there's more... Oh god, how am I gonna articulate this? No, the all Lang sign singing definitely goes on in the original version longer. They had to cut it short because obviously uh there's no way they could get like an actual recording of all Lang sign to sync up to what their mouths are doing in the silent version, because the silent version they didn't yeah. care if it's if from shot to shot it matched. 
And so, yeah. uh, in, 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 yeah, the 1942 version, they really cut that down. So it's mostly just a couple like, blah, blah, blah. And then the overdubbed fake singing over it. And then, yeah. Hmm. So then the people at the dance hall dance. It's super hype. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's Syed, so he leaves the cabin. Uh, in the midst of the, in the midst of all the reverie, the vague memory of a promise crept into George's mind. Let's go up and visit the little fellow, she said. So they leave. Well, he, he's not at the cabin. He's out moping around, looking in windows and shit. As you want to do. with him, said Jack. Yeah. Yeah. We'll send Georgia in first, then give him a scare. So he pulls a revolver out of his co- coat. Does he pull it's a fucking, hilarious fucking gun? I don't remember yeah. this. Oh my god, yeah, okay. Does. What motherfuckers! <laughs> These guys deserve to die! It's not a matter of just fucking with his heart anymore, but holy shit! Anyway, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, she goes in the empty cabin, and is like, hey! But then she sees all the shit he had laid uh, set out. She feels guilty. And then everybody else in their fur coats come in, and ah! Oh, oh, you're on here. Oh. So they leave. And then, uh... Then Jack's like, oh, forget it, said Jack. How about giving me a little attention? Then he molests her. It's fun for the whole family. Yeah, according to the commentary, he really, like, well, this this really affected uh, What's-Her-Face because uh, Chaplin, yeah. he filmed, like, 25 versions of every every shot in the film. There's a million takes. And this specific scene where this dude had to, you know, get his meat hooks all over her really drove her nuts. And I guess the last take is the one that wound up in the film where she was at least uh, partially legitimately angry at this guy, like, moping all over and kissing her and stuff like that. So, supposedly the slap she gives him here is actually, like, it's not just acting. She's actually just tired and pissed off and just ready to end the, the shooting day. And so, yeah, she slaps him. Did she just run off? Yeah, that scene ends. Okay, yeah. And then, a day or so later in the recorder's office, Big Jim tried to convince the Assayers that he had a mountain of gold. But, where is this place, they said. But Big Jim's memory had failed him. All he knew was that it was near the cabin. The cabin, that's it. If I could find my way to the cabin, I could find the mine. But I don't remember the fucking, uh, the, uh, assayers look at each other and like, what a fucking screwball. <laughs> in, the, in the original version uh, uh, after this, uh, there's a lengthy scene where Big Jim leaves the assayers' office, almost bumps into Chaplin, who just happens to be walking past, but they don't meet, and nothing ever is accomplished, but it's a lengthy scene that does nothing, and they wisely cut it out of this version, but yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Chaplin's walking through the dance hall. Jack trips him, uh, and it's hilarious. Hey, said Jack, George has been looking for you. The little fellow knew otherwise. How dare that cad mention her name so lightly? That's some fucking old-timey writing shit. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Any 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 time where someone calls each other a cad is always quality yeah. fucking old time writing, yeah. For two pins, he'd give him another thrashing. What the fuck are two For pins? For two pins, yeah. No, this is uh, Mr. Burns. He did some uh, edits on the script. It's, yeah. <laughs> for, for you give me two pins, I'll give you another thrashing. Totally is. However, yeah. <laughs> how dare that cad mention her name so lightly? Actually, I would pay uh, good money. If I ever if I ever get a belt boatload of money, I'm gonna commission you to do your own Mr. Burns uh narration for this film. <laughs> oh my, that'd be fucking fantastic. Uh yeah. yeah. Uh so But it was true. Georgia had been looking for him. Georgia had written him a letter. Please forgive me for not coming to dinner. I'd like to see you and explain. 
Georgia. Now, this is one of the... See, I like to... This is the big change Go between ahead. the two different versions, because in the original version, she writes him a letter... Uh, no, she writes uh, her. She writes Jack a letter apologizing for uh, hitting him the night before, and saying, hey, can mm. I make it up to you, blah, blah, blah. And but she doesn't and she address him. In a letter that just says "suck my dick." <laughs> no, what happens? Well, she just writes a letter. She doesn't like put Jack's name specifically in it. It's just a relatively anonymous note saying, "Hey, I'm so sorry about last night. Let's meet together again. Love, Georgia." And she gives mm. it to one of the dance hall guys and says, "Give that to Jack down there. I can't. I'm too embarrassed to confront him myself." And so the guy goes downstairs, gives the letter to Jack. Jack reads it. It's kind of like, "Oh, well, fuck this bitch. What I'm gonna do." is he he calls over another like dance hall guy says hey you know this note give this to charlie chaplin over there i want to fuck with him and so the guy goes over and gives the note to charlie chaplin charlie chaplin just suddenly thinks that the lady has written the note addressed the note specifically to him and i can't i think there's scene the rest of the scene goes i don't know if there's any more edited but it's the idea she is the lady is still doesn't at this point in the original version has doesn't give a shit about Chaplin. She's not sorry at all. She's still trying to make mm. up with Jack. And but then the rest of the movie continues on from here. Yeah. Yeah. So uh he stumbles around. Jack trips a couple times. It's very fun. As he went looking for Georgia, Big Jim went looking for him. You you said Big Jim. And Chaplin takes off running. Why does he run? I thought they were friends. What's going on? So then uh Big Jim catches him. You, the very man I was looking for. He hugs him. The cabin, the cabin, where is it? Answer me, I say. Can't you speak, man? Tell me where the cabin. Oh, Big Jim. Okay, yeah, this is, okay, yeah. Okay, I got confused for a moment. What the hell's going on? But I just remembered, yeah. I forgot Big Jim interrupts this whole thing, yeah. At last, I shall find my mountain of gold. To your feet, man, quick, you're coming with me. Take me to the cabin and I'll make you a millionaire. Georgia, just a moment, said the little fellow. He runs to her and overacts his ass off. Georgia, <laughs> you don't have to explain. I understand. I love you. I'll take you away from this life. I'm going away, and when I return, I shall come back. Unsure if poorly written or actual joke. And when I return, I shall come back. That's badly don't written. Unless, um, unless, <laughs> unless, unless, Char- unless a little picture of old Charlie Chaplin shows up in the corner winking at the audience when he says that, that is just... <laughs> That's just him, just not... Yeah. It's it's a purple prose. It's bullshit, yeah. Mm. Exhausted and footweary, they arrive at the cabin. Ah, said Big Jim, it won't be long now. Bring in the eats, and tomorrow <laughs> we start for the mine. Bring in the eats is from the original Interstitial, because I did make a special <laughs> note. Because I'm like, I'm glad to see bring in the eats was something someone said even back then. Because I love that. For just calling yeah. food eats always cracks me up. Yeah. Here, take a swig of this. It'll put hair on your top coat. So, uh, I this whole time, I'm always impressed with how, like, as soon as they get in this cabin, which has had nobody in it for days, I would imagine, and is just sitting up there in Alaska, it's it's warm enough, they just start taking off their coats and be uh-huh, like, oh, yeah. I feel good yeah. now. So, uh, there's no fire or anything. Well, I, uh, part of the thing impressed. was, they, they take off their coats, and they're taking swigs from the canteen, and I was like, well, that's that seems like a little bit of a goof. You think it was that cold outside on their way up to the cabin that the water canteen would be uh, frozen, but no, if it's alcohol or some kind of flammable thing, it makes yeah. sense that it would still be liquid, and that's that's the joke that's coming up, yeah. Yeah. My, this is a heavy lamb chop, said the little fellow. Which a heavy lamb a chop? Fucking half a lamb. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah, 
It's like bigger than the sled they brought up, you know. Yeah, he keeps drinking as he's bringing stuff in, and after three swigs from the canteen, he's drunk enough to pass out. And then Jim goes to bed. Then fate, it's always fate, played its little joke. And again the elements laughed, roared, and thundered. But through it all, our heroes soundly slumbered. Thanks for the random rhyming, Chaplin. <laughs> he like Charlie he Chaplin. He is a man now. born of alliteration. Come on, you're surprised <laughs> more of his text isn't you know that kind of shit. Yeah. Also, the whole cabin gets blown because that's how that works. The cabin actually through the Alaska. I don't want to make fun of it too much for being t- obviously just turning into a miniature, but um, uh, there was a special effects documentary on the Blu-ray where um they show some behind the scenes footage where Chaplin was hell bent on. Not this, this not being a miniature, but actually somehow f- figuring out a way to build a fake cabin and actually blowing it down a mountainside in the middle of a, like a fake storm. And the special mm. effects guys, like they actually even had the cabin pulled up, um, hitched uh, to a bunch of horses and stuff that was supposed to drag it down the mountain. And they just could not get it to work. And the camera guy was like, you know, this will be a thousand times easier, a thousand times cheaper if we just do this in miniature. And... Don't worry, we can make it work. At least it's going to be easier than what we're doing now. And so that's what they eventually did. Um, to, to you know, to today's eyes, it's obvious that it's a miniature, but it still looks good. You know, plugs in the rest yeah, of the film. It's fine. And like, it's such a, it's 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 like fucking Rankin Bass. If yeah, just kind of sliding yeah. down one hill in one shot, and that's it. Yeah. Now, obviously, the quality on this transfer is really good. They cleaned it up a lot. Do you know how what the quality was of like the film back then? Was it the shit? Shitty looking versions that you see so often on, on the the, uh, the time, 19th or was it clean like this print? Uh, it's 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 mostly like the shitty versions you're used to seeing. The reason there's a whole thing I can get it. I'll, I'll talk about it later. But uh, uh, Chaplin tried to have the night original 1925 version destroyed, and the 1925 version had a bunch of specific shots and footage that unique unique to that cut of the movie. That's they couldn't find the original assets to clean it up for the Blu-ray, so a lot of it's all kind of scratchy and messy looking. Whereas they did have a pristine mm. version of the 1942 version, so that that's why it looks so good on that version. But yeah, just because, kind of, again, going back to the George Lucas thing, he tried to pretend that the, 19, the original 1925 version never existed. And so it was like the assets were really never well kept, and so they couldn't really be restored that well. Whereas, you know, the 1942 version, that was the official version that he liked so much and that he made sure that was kept and prints were, good prints were stored in safe places and so it was easier for that to be restored, kind of like, yeah. So we could have the pristine gotcha. presentation that it has right now, so, yeah. Gotcha. So, the wind blows the cabin to the edge of a cliff, hanging halfway on halfway. Yeah. Then came the dawn, the little fellow awoke, blissfully ignorant of what happened the night before, but feeling definitely curious of... The morning after. Oh, well, might as well tidy up and get ready for breakfast. The so original the version has none around. of this text. This is amazing. The original <laughs> version just lets the shit speak for itself. It's pretty much just like, oh, shit, we're going to die. And that's the only text for the next, like, ten minutes. Yeah, like I said, I think I, I think Chaplin constantly talking like this throughout the whole thing does dis- 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 distract the detract from yeah because it's uh, it's unnecessary it's gilding the lily but anyway yeah. but yeah the whole cabin shifting back and forth as he walks around and he's like this is the worst liver attack i've ever had 
I've never heard a hangover called a liver, <laughs> a liver attack, attack before. Yeah, that, that's, yeah, that, yeah. Should I remember it, that'll be my name from, uh, from now but on. But you get the idea, yeah, though. I, that that, that kind of, you, you get the gist of what he's talking about. And is this, yeah. so does the house, the house, the actual interior set is tilting and stuff at this point, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. which is really impressive. Wakes up and... At first, I couldn't yeah. tell if it was one of those things where they were just having the actors, like, slide, bus, you know, like, kind of falling back and forth, kind of like the Star Trek's. Uh, bridge whenever the bridge got attacked, you know, and rather than moving the set, they would just have the actors pretend. Whoa, 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 whoa. They didn't move the set around for that? I talk about they they tried to, but it was hard. It was heavy. They, they I, was, thought they, I thought they were, I thought I thought they they were, were on a starship. I thought when they did the, re- the, the, the historical document of you, I didn't mean to upset you. Tell it like you would oh, as God. a child. I'm I'm worried now. <laughs> I'm worried now. I'm gonna go on YouTube and find footage of stabilized Star Trek scenes. Those are pretty great. It, yeah, so they just <laughs> look like they're throwing themselves around. What will I do? Then? I am pretty impressed at how hard they threw themselves around for that shit too. That stabilized footage, especially, is fantastic. Especially there's always like one yellow shirt guy who just jumps halfway across the room and is like, oh! Really? Like, you'll have a shot of like like George Takei as Sulu and like somebody in the background will just be whipping across the screen. You're like, oh man, that must think I was, must, <laughs> the actor must be dead or paralyzed now. Uh, but yeah, no, they actually mm-hmm. built a giant's, they built the set on a gimbal on, 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 on like, it, like, I think it was on, it had 10 feet of clearance on either side so it could like dip up or down on either side uh 10 feet uh and yeah. yeah this is this is really impressive for that time it's 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 yeah a whole tilting house essentially it's really cool yeah so big jim wakes up he's like feel that rocking it's the stomach <laughs> they walk around for a bit it's it goes on for quite it a while. takes them a, wa- a long time to figure out what's going on this is one of those things where if it got yeah. to, to modern day sensibility you could cut this down by half at least and you get to the point much yeah. faster and yeah but so something's something something must be missing underneath i'll go outside and see what it is so champ can't get the back door open so he slams into it a bunch and, and goes, suddenly turns into a tiny doll. He turns into the hanging best puppet at the back door. <laughs> not just—it's like actually—it's—it's it's an articulated. It's not, I, it, I to give it credit, I—you can totally see what's again because they're belaboring the point. He's like slamming on that door for like five minutes. You know what's happening. It's yeah. like they could have just done it once, twice, three times. Boom, he goes through. But no, it goes on like for five minutes. But when he finally does break through, I was like, oh man, is he gonna make a, like, a little puppet when he comes out? And yeah, he's like, it's this little Charlie Chaplin puppet! He's like moving his arms and legs and he can like slam like... With like, little legs going... Yeah, and he like manages to crawl back inside and it's one of my... I, I actually clapped my hands and was laughing my ass off because that was hilarious. <laughs> but then yeah, Charlie Chaplin yeah. comes back inside and the scene continues. Yeah, Jim tries to open the other door. He slams into it a couple times, but somehow it makes him bounce backwards across the other side of the room. Yeah. And yeah. Again. This time, a rope that's tied to the roof of the cabin gets stuck in between two rocks. Yeah. Keeps them from falling off the cliffside. Kind of acts as an anchor, uh, essentially. Yeah. This is it. This is when the flight of the bumblebee music starts to play. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now, said Big Jim, don't get excited. Take it easy. Don't move. Don't breathe. I said, don't breathe, stupid. So, Chapman coughs. <laughs> You can be most annoying at times. If only you'd be cool and calm. We have nothing to worry about. 
There is absolutely none of this in the original. Talk. They're not talking to each other at all. It's just pure physical survival mm. here at the end. Oh man. Ugh. Yeah. yeah. That would that would be better. So uh Chaplin freaks out a little bit and he falls out the back door and turns into a puppet once more. <laughs> Jim pulls Yay. him back inside. Now show a little character. Where's your willpower? Uh, that's what you say when you're about to die. <laughs> Well, so, you know, 1927, you know, you're more worried about honor and how things look than actually surviving, but, you know. Yeah. Now show a little character. Where's your willpower? That's what I just said. Uh, <laughs> we're getting to the end. It's okay. We're now both listen, a little I'm, punchy. It's been two yeah. hours. Now, 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 listen, I've got a very good idea. Hold your hands like this, then I can get out first. You see what I mean, said Big Jim. Your mind is chaotic. You have no psychology. You have no control. You have no psychology? What? I can't even yeah. fathom what the hell this is in reference to. I guess, are they, like, climbing over each other to get out the front door? Yeah. Yeah. Like oh, because, like, I think, so I th- was it, is, is a chaplain, like, jumping up off, trying to use Big Jim's shoulders as, like, leverage to get try to, like, launch himself up towards the door, is it? Is that the, is that the scene right here? He was originally, but then Big Jim uses chaplain. Or they flip-flop, yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, and Jim climbs out of the cabin, which just happens to be right next to his claim, I guess. Oh, yeah, that's right. Sergeant left. <laughs> We're and almost Big there. Jim discovered his claim. Jim almost forgets about the tramp, but throws him a rope just in the nick of time. Now we shall be rich, said Jim. We shall be billionaires. And so they were. <laughs> well, there you go. Fantastic. The best. Now they're all Yeah. Hmm? There the could have been they could, it could have been the best part of the movie showing them like spending the money. I'm mean, granted the movie's already over. Like you, you want the movie to be as as done as fast as possible now, but like <laughs> like suddenly magically they're yeah. just on a boat and they are they have been millionaires for a little while now, and now they're both leaving Alaska now, yeah. they're all tailored and everything. Yeah. All dressed up in top hats and shit. I do like seeing Some Chaplin in a top hat. I, after seeing two movies of him dressed like a goddamn hope, I mean, literally is the little tramp, but is he looks cool in a little yeah. top hat and everything, and especially Big Jim in his own big top hat and no. Some some bum or not bum. Some guy throws a cigar butt on the ground and Chaplin picks it up. And starts <laughs> I do it. like that. That and Jim's like, what the fuck? Yeah. It slaps it out of his hand and gives him a fresh one from a stash. Yeah, because at his heart, he is still the littlest hobo. So, now they were homeward bound, and they were leaving the hardship and toil of Alaska to live in a land of milk and honey, to live, laugh, and indulge themselves in the lap of luxury, and they were famous and sought after by the press. In their cabin deluxe, they were welcome and waited upon. Chaplin, yeah, so Chaplin takes off his top hat and throws his gloves in it. Uh-huh. I kind, I kind of wish I was able to do that every now and then, just take off a hat and throw my gloves in it. You don't get to do that anymore. At the, to be the kind of person who that's how you end your day, rather than just like kicking off your yeah. pa- uh, kicking off your shoes and taking off your pants, like to be like, oh, ah, yeah. first I must take off my top hat and cummerbund and put my gloves in my hat <laughs> to the, oh, give it to the servant. Mm-hmm. The servant holds the hat and then you throw the gloves in, and then yeah, yeah. no, that's and, and if you're chaplain, you also throw your cigar in there. Yeah, well, it's you know what it's and, it's the and then rule- he takes up. It's the robot Richard Simmons that is holding the hat for you. Yeah. So uh, Chaplin takes off a coat. He takes off another coat. I don't know why. He's, He's got. Yeah, coat. I guess they're still this in the is, Arctic. So this yeah. is one of those times. This is one of those times. I need somebody to lean over to me and say that was a joke. 
multiple layers in the so, cold keep you warm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So the reporter wanted to write a little fellow's life story from rags to riches. He graciously consented. And Big Jim was manicured. No, not the nails, he said. The corns. That, that is from Gross. the original version, which I thought that was kind of funny, yeah. Well, because Lady, yeah, she's, she's buffing his nails, and then he wants his corns buffed on his hands, which I thought was great. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the reporter thought it a, a good idea to have the little fellow pose in his mining clothes in order to make it a very human story. The chaplain sits on his bed, takes shoes off, and looks at his photo of Georgia. Why didn't you go back for her, you fucking weirdo? See, in the original version of the, the movie, they, she all, uh, up until the last time we saw her, she was still just making fun of him, just like, she just thought he was an asshole. So it's funny to see this version yeah. where they, like, she tried to reconcile a little bit with that letter at the dance hall, whereas in the original version, they still have absolutely no connection, and no more than they did at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. But he mm. still wound up about Georgia. In fact, actually, the interstitial, I, I, was, I was mentioning before about how every time Georgia shows up in the movie, there's an interstitial... Uh, picture. It's a picture of a Rose with her name in, 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 in text in front of it. This last one, when he's talking about Rose, her name shows up. It's now a wilted Rose with all the petals falling Aww. off. With the word Georgia. It's like, oh, boop, boop, boop. Yeah. But, but Georgia is on the boat. Land sakes. She's there too. Randomly. So, uh, there Which, she, this makes even less sense. Because even at the dance hall, he was saying about how, in the new version, where they reconcile a little bit, he says, well, I'm going to go mm-hmm. make us rich, and then I'm going to go back to America, and I'll send for you, and we'll end. But for some reason, she has, I guess, has ignored no, says, all? When, I, when I come back, I will return. Oh, that's right, yeah, because... <laughs> but I guess instead of waiting for him to come back and to return, she's just gotten on the same boat that he has without realizing that he's on it. But yeah, she's in steerage, yeah. and yeah. Neither knew of the other's presence. Georgia overheard the officer say there was a stowaway on board. So he comes out of his room in his ratty-ass clothes. Jim's flirting with the lady doing his corns. He shoes, shoes the <laughs> tramp away. Yeah. He's trying to get his freak on. And Chaplin that's the last we away, really see of Big does, Jim in the movie. He, yeah. Yeah. As, as Chaplin goes away, he playfully kicks Jim in the face and jabs him in the ribs. He's so playful. Well, the- <laughs> He's doing it and it's like... <laughs> they have a special friendship now. <laughs> Yeah. Oh man. So they they post Chaplin on the desk for photo, and they're like, "Back up a little bit, a little bit more." And he backs up so much that he falls down some stairs. He he fall he he, he starts. I should say he starts to fall down some stairs. Turns into a dummy filled with straw <laughs> and falls down the stairs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Chap, Chaplin's up for stunts, but he's not out of his fucking mind. He's not Jackie Chan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Although I did, you know, I, I forgot George. to mention though. Earlier, mm-hmm. like, I mentioned that scene earlier where they, where they kind of semi reconcile in the dance hall with the letter. I forgot there's a bit yeah. where he runs upstairs to talk to uh, Georgia, and he like he does pull a Jackie Chan where he like runs up the wall on the on the stuff built up. He doesn't take the stairs up. He yeah, that's mm. that's actually if really if you're thinking about it, that's one of the craziest stunts in the whole movie. But anyway, we're back on the boat. Yeah, yeah. Uh... You, said Georgia, I thought I'd never see you again. And then she mistook him for the stowaway. Because he's wearing his ratty-ass clothes. Oh, yeah. She shoves him in some rope and tries to hide him. But some boat officer comes over and grabs him. The officer was going to put him in iron. But Georgia pleaded for him and said she would pay his fare. But then the reporter, cameraman, and captain come down the stairs looking for him. 
Heck, said the captain, that's no stowaway. That's Big Jim's partner, the multi-millionaire. Then, of course, there were the apologies. The little fellow gathered himself together. James the valet was told to prepare for an extra guest. And he's like, well, she's going to be sleeping in my bed. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> so, pardon me, said the reporter, but who's the lady? And the chaplain does the weirdest thing. Yeah. Where ch- the old-timey chaplain leads up and whispers in the guy's ear. Oh, and yeah. And goes, <laughs> voiceover chaplain goes, buzz, buzz, buzz. <laughs> I guess that's how you do whispers. Just say buzz, buzz, buzz. Why would you wouldn't go psh, 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 I mean, or anything like that? You, you just say buzz, buzz, buzz. Okay, you know you don't you don't have to do a whole Mr. Burns re-edit narration for this movie. I just want you to go mm. back and replace buzz, buzz, buzz with I'm gonna fuck her pussy into bubble yum. <laughs> That's it. Just do it in a just, lean- <laughs> just do it in a Mr. Burns Charlie Chaplin voice. Goes, I'm going to fuck that pussy into bubble gum. That's it. And the guy goes, "Oh, that's very good. Okay, that's let's it. get some photos." Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, you don't say. Well, congratulations. This will make a great story with a happy ending. I love, and so it was. I love that happy ending. That's the last line of the Goodness. dialogue. Is him saying, "This will make a great story." After you're, I'm gonna fuck her. So, I'm gonna fuck that pussy so much. It's a pussy bubble yum. And then he's like, "Yeah, that's a great idea." The end. Iris out. <laughs> Oh, oh my! God. That was God. the Gold Rush. Well, that was the 1942 was version of the uh, of the Gold Rush. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, the 1925 the version ends with, like I said, the in the original version, she has, if anything, she's trying to reconcile with the asshole Jack uh, the whole time, and um, even here, she uh, when they meet again, she is completely nonplussed by uh, Charlie Chaplin until she hears the one guy say, "Oh, don't you know this is the." A multimillionaire who's just happens to be dressed in his tramp clothes for this photo opportunity, and suddenly she's like, "Oh!" And now she's interested yeah. in uh, Charlie Chaplin. And then they go upstairs. The scene continues after they kind of like walk up the stairwell back up where they were going to take the photograph originally, where Charlie Chaplin fell from. And he gives her the longest, wettest, gooey kiss. And yeah. that's when it ends. And even the, even the photography guys, that's when they say, "Oh, this will make a lovely story. It's great." Blah blah blah, and a big rising swell of organ music and then that iris is out uh but my note was there was like yeah then the really ideally this 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 when the movie ends there it should be rather than a kiss it's just charlie chaplin just chucking georgia into the fucking ocean because she's obviously just (laughs) kissing him just for his money it's terrible it's a terrible ending it's she's a horrible person she's been horrible to him this whole movie and he's too stupid to see it but um i guess technically the 1942 edit makes her seem to be less of a horrible person, so it's more romantic. It's not quite so obviously he's yeah. just being taken advantage of by a gold digger, but, um, but yeah. This movie, <laughs> the, yeah, the 1925 version just should, instead of being called the gold rush, it just, just should just be called the gold digger, because that's essentially what happens at the end of this movie, but, well, so, yeah. What, what, what is the, is there a, uh preferred or consensus on what his best to worst films are? He himself, I looked that up just even thinking about this. Um, It seems a lot of people seem to think his later stuff was better, specifically City Lights and Modern Times seem to be, seem to top most people's list. He himself would oscillate back and forth between either either saying The Gold Rush or City Lights, which is his next film. If Mm. we do another Chaplin, it'll be City Lights. 
that, yeah, either City Lights or the Gold Rush was his personal favorites. Uh, it's, he seemed to favor City Lights more when he was older, but... Yeah. Um, Bill? Hmm. Yeah. Do we like Charlie Chaplin? I don't know. I like, because like I said, I like this... I don't know either. Yeah, it's it's a weird thing because he's a creepy self. Oh no, as a person, the guy's a monster. But it's also like it feels so far removed that it's hard to like really for that to be driven home. Yeah. Um, and I, I he was innovative for his time, but at the same time, I'm looking at it in 2017. I'm like, <laughs> well, we both love. Shrug. I mean. You could, we could say the same thing about Walt Disney. We're both fans of Disney's, Disney movies, Disney parks, but Tra- Walt Disney was a known uh, child murderer who would cannibalize the bodies of the young girls he would kill. <laughs> and uh, uh-huh. he once... This is widely known. This is, I mean, he was famous. His most famous thing was when he killed an 11-year-old girl. He wrote a letter to her, that girl's mother saying... Your girl, little girl's uh, butt tastes so delicious. I'm ha- having a sandwich right now. And he would also put rose stems in his penis while doing it and mm-hmm. take photos of that and send them along with, yeah. you know, the, 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 the letters. No, I mean, but the movies were so good, no one cared. It's I true. mean, he did that on the set of they Mary Poppins. Like, openly. Those were not the original two children. the only ones to survive the entire production they went through 30 dick and janes in that film finally they found some that were just too ugly for walt disney to eat well he actually did get to them right before they filmed their final scene but there was enough of them left they just kind of stuffed them back in their clothes and just kept them in the background didn't they, they didn't have didn't mm. have to move that much and they kind of glossed it over yeah. they just paid off the parents one last you know oh my god yeah. Yeah, they paid out the parents so much. That's why there's no Mary Poppins ride at Disneyland. <laughs> they spent all the money on on the horrible pedophilia cat uh catering from their Mary Poppins film shoot. Oh my god. But no, yeah, yeah. uh uh yeah, Charles Chaplin. He yeah, a butthole. These movies, it's if the movies themselves have been interesting to watch just from an anthropological and film history point of view, but yeah, I like I like it may be largely due cuz due to the cut of the movie that I watched but I did like this a lot better than the kid and I'm morbidly curious to see mm-hmm. if I like City Lights more than this but yeah, yeah the movies have not been amazing they've been more interesting than good and the more I, we find out about Chaplin himself is it's kind of a little bit of a what, yeah I don't yeah. I don't I don't think his movies are good enough to for me to me yeah to justify sitting through what is ostensibly a horrible monsters <laughs> film. I mean, if it's if you're down for it, I'm willing to give at least City Lights a chance. And if that's that's still kind of a woof, we might granted we we would only have one more film after that really that I have access to. But we could worry yeah. about that later. That's not a pressing issue. We'll we'll see. Nah, no. We're halfway through his yeah, his his yeah. His his mail. And plus, you get to shit talk him a lot. And this, it is true. This fucking dumb roll dance. But man, yeah, the smell of Ben Gay and old people fart so far. You have to cut through that. It's even this <laughs> man. It's rough. It's 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 some tough shoe yeah. leather to get through to enjoy these films. God damn. Um. It 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 smells like a quilt. Like every grandma had that one quilt that she'd get out when you like stayed the night at her house. 
That's what this movie smells like. It smells like grandma's quilt. Yeah. And man, I'm even looking at the trivia for this film to see if there's anything interesting about the making of it. Other than uh, this, uh, the gold rush had four times the budget of the kids, which explains how they could, you know, build so many sets and stuff just specifically for this movie and do a little bit of location filming. And, uh, yeah, mostly I've gone over most of the other trivia. Uh, other than this, the, the fact that supposedly a huge reason why uh, Chaplin decided to cut the big kiss at the end of the film uh, for the 1942 edit was just because that was a girl he was just... She was too old. I mean, part of it was he was, like, that 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 was a girl from, like, like 15 uh, fucking adulteries before. And so... He didn't want yeah. to be reminded of like, oh yeah, that's right, that's like like just the first of these bazillion girls who I stopped on film sets, and maybe I don't want to be reminded of how like I only made her kiss on film because I was trying to mac on her in real life, and this was just an excuse for me to kiss her on film, and and so yeah, so he decided to cut it out, and yeah, and supposedly the 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 twelve year old girl that he was gonna tra- like that he impregnated and was in his previous film and that whole stuff, she was super hurt by this because this was. Him obviously macking on a girl in his next movie, like you know, he's, yeah. the, the the adultery was right there on the screen, and he wasn't even being, tr- being tr- trying to hide it or anything like that. And uh, yeah, yeah, so at least the guy had at least a little bit of heart to him when it came to nah. like, but I don't know, he cray cray, he nah. butthole. Yeah. So that's that's. Guys have a butthole. That's a go rush, Bill. I don't know what we're doing next time. <laughs> I, That's I fine. We, we, it's, I didn't pick anything. It's been crazy times. You've got the crazy dance schedule these days. Your work hours are changing. That's things yeah. happening. You you have a week to figure out what you're gonna do next. I'll figure it out. Well, I mean, yeah, before if you want to try too. to figure it out before you post this episode, we're recording the day before this episode go, goes live. If you want to yeah. have just a note at the bottom saying, "Hey, next week's episode." Eh. Well, but that's more yeah. on you. I don't care. Um, yeah. I'll figure it out. Yeah, I forgot. So there's no big, you know. Uh, just as long as it's probably yeah, not another silent rush. film, but that's my only yeah, probably not uh, request. So yeah, uh, have you seen that was the gold rush? Have you seen the Emperor's New Groove? Have I seen? Okay, yeah. I'm trying to think of anything I would, but but yeah, yeah I can yeah, whatever, whatever sings uh, to your heart. Talk to it, Kelsey. Talk to your wife. See if, a, see if there's anything she would want to watch with you that you could do for the show. The Unfortunately, the Gold Rush has ended our streaks of having super awesome, entertaining movies that we enjoy. Yeah, we, we that was a good like it two two straight months of just yeah, yeah. It had to happen yeah. eventually. I mean, this, oh, well. this was not the worst movie by yeah. far we've seen, but it definitely was not a knee slapper. True it was no blood sport. We can officially say that. <laughs> yeah, it, it was. It that's was, very true. It wasn't as bad as Victor Victor Victoria, but it was no Street Fighter two. On the other end, yeah. yeah. So. But yeah, that's yep. it. We'll get out so of here. He's, he's he's muttering on Twitter. I'm the Grumpy Turtle on Twitter. It's Tardy Podcast on Twitter. It's TardyPodcast.com. Yes. Uh, let pe- let's people know we're a thing. Please. I know that, that getting people to listen to podcasts is like fucking pulling teeth. There's plenty to, to choose from these days. But hey, think of this not, way. Not even mine, but any podcast. We're one of the few podcasts out there that don't have like fucking blue apron ads or Casper mattresses or true. Sherry's berries or whatever the fuck. Oh. So yeah, we pay for this yeah. shit out of pocket. This we yeah. we ain't got no sponsors. We do a shit freestyle on here. We're fucking pirate radio over here. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, yeah. Think about that. No one can keep our political yeah. opinions down about how Walt Disney eats eats the butts. 
He ate all the parts. He would, at the end of a shooting day on Mary Poppins, he would say that to himself and then burp and pat his belly. Like, Walt Disney ate all the butts. <laughs> burp. <laughs> then everyone else would just kind of stand there horrified, oh, no, like, oh, man. <laughs> on that cheerful Walt Disney cannibalism joke, I guess, keep filling those holes with pop culture. We'll see you next time, boys. So long and goodbye. Okay, take care, guys.